Hello again, and welcome to the Mana Pool. This is, let's see, should be 278, I think. Is that right? Sounds about right. Unfortunately, the one person that pays attention to that sort of thing more than Chewie isn't here. Oh, no, wait, no. I'm not even close. 278. Yeah, wait a minute. I was thinking I of think so. the episode of Monday Night Magic I just posted. So this will be 293. Excuse me. I'm stupid. It was 377 of Monday Night Magic that I just posted, so I had the 77 in my head. Anyway, anyway. I had a great idea, but keep going. Yeah, keep going. We are brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. You should totally go there, buy cards, and write me an article, you know, about magic, and send it to submissions at Cardshark.com. It'll be awesome, because then I can post it, you know, on Cardshark. Duh. So... I am Chewy here as always to try to, you know, lead the dorks as it were. And with me as always are some dorks. Dorks, sound off. Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the lead rambler. I tend to interrupt a lot. I tend to talk a lot. And, uh, for those of you that have not been listening for more than three months, or wait, we just had M14 like a month ago. Well, it was like two months ago. It was like but 20 anyway, minutes ago. Yeah, but when we get into previews, the rambling is like 20 times worse. So. Buckle up. Where we're going, we don't need uh, things. We got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Mike, uh, Mike, where we're where we're going, we don't need. We don't need Mike. Don't don't, 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 uh, uh, well, I was asking him to fill in the blank. He's leaving me hanging here, so. Uh, he sucks. <sighs> we don't need no Mike. That's what we don't need. We should just skip him and go to Dirk. Okay. So <laughs> this is Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive, moral compass of the group, and. I can't keep up with Brian says half the time, so I'm going to just wing it and say, hey, y'all. Have you looked at the previews yet, Dirk? I have, and all I can say is, wow. I'm all right. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a minute. Mike, what about you? Hi, I'm Mike. Wait a minute. I'm not Mike. You're not Mike? Who are you? <laughs> it's Ben, also known as Panahi Nuva, on Twitter and all the other places. I'm filling in for Mike because Mike's dead, and I'm Greek Greek and Roman mythology nerd. So, I I guess Chewy just picked me up off street corner. Off a street corner. You know what? It's costing me seventy five dollars an hour, so we should make this quick. Uh, this, is like, uh, this is like Pretty Woman, but with Ben. <laughs> but yeah, Ben. For those that haven't been with us for very, he's still talking. For those that haven't been with us for very long. Uh, ben is one of our, uh, well, I can't say oldest, but he's one of our longest, longest existing followers. There we go. Let's go with that. Cause, you know, he's been around forever. There's a rumor and that he's will up be. For, <laughs> hey, there, there's a rumor that he'll be the final boss. That's what I hear. So, uh, in case you're wondering, Mike, uh, ditched us tonight, but he had a damn good reason. He and his brother, uh, what's his name? Castro, are going to an Iron Maiden concert. Which is pretty badass. And I should have, I should remember that because he and I went to Friday Night Magic on Monday, on Friday. Um, and he told me that they would be doing that and I completely blanked. But tonight is still the better day for me. So. Me too. I would not be able to make it tomorrow night, so it would be in the can. And we can't do that during previews. So, here we are, Michaelis plus Ben. Yay! So, Yay. we, let's see. This is obviously going to be a Theros spoiler episode because, holy God, they dropped like 56 on us because of the PAX party. Yep. Mm-hmm. Various other reasons. So, we should probably just jump right in. But what 
have we talked about thus far? We've talked about uh, devotion. We've talked about bestow. As far as mechanics, we've talked about devotion, bestow. We have heroic, uh, heroic and monstrous. And monstrous. We no have not. We have not talked about that almost evergreen mechanic that's back. Yeah, yeah. So it's just cards, then, isn't it? Pretty, Pretty much. much. Awesome. Awesome. Should we just start at the top and work our way down? Uh, we should. So the first card that we haven't already talked about <laughs> is uh, Prometheus here. I guess this is Prometheus 2.0. Prometheus 1.0 is further down. Yeah. Right away. Right away when I saw this card, I'm like, flavor for the win. Flavor Flav. It's kind of, I don't know. So it's chained to the rocks. And Brian, you seem to like it, so you read it. Oh, it's awesome. It's chained to the rocks for one white mana. One white mana. It's yep. a rare uh, enchantment aura. Enchant mountain you control. And you're like, what? When chained to the rocks, enters the battlefield, exile target creature, and opponent controls until chained to the rocks leaves the battlefield. That creature returns under its owner's control, of course. That's awesome. You're literally taking a guy and you're chaining him to that big pile of rocks you got there that's a mountain <laughs> that's awesome the for the flavor it's like uh, it's like a 150 percent there yeah they just went balled out for this flavor because that could have been oh. enchant any land but instead they're like this is gonna be an mountain it's gonna be a mountain but it ha- it's a white effect so we're giving it to red uh, it's a white yeah. effect so we're giving it to white but it's got that multicolor feel because you have to have the mountain out. And then you want to talk about value if you can meet this? Ugh, this is so good. This is great. For one mana, you get a fiend hunter that can't attack or block, yes I know, but also doesn't die to mass removal. They're really going to have to either blow up the enchantment or the land. And so they've really, really, really been cutting down on the LD lately. So unless you're main decking your LD, uh, we might see a lot more enchantment removal for a lot of the reasons we'll get to. But quite frankly, this is awesome. I just love this. This is great. And this is this is probably the prime environment for for what with uh, sacred foundries and stomping grounds and such around Mm -hmm. lots of other lands of mountain type. Yeah. Sacred Foundry loves this card. Yep. It is important to note it does have not Fiend Hunter, but uh who's the new guy? Um oh. from M fourteen. Yeah, that guy. It has that the uh exile target creature and opponent control. So you don't do any shenanigans where you're like, Well, I've got this guy out. And so it's until Chain to the Rocks leaves the battlefield like the new guy, so you can't do any shenanigans to permanently exile something. Right, right. Oh. So, but I mean, yeah. I don't understand one why it's rare because Path to Exile and Swords to Plowshares were never rare, and this is that but harder to do. Like instead of giving yeah. your opponent whose creature you're snatching a benefit, you're making it harder to cast because you have to have a mountain. Yeah. So I don't understand why it's rare, but other than that, it's pretty awesome. I think it's a rare because it costs. One white, and I realize that Path to Exile Swords of Plowshares, which are very, a very good analogy, uh, do also cost one white, and they are instants. This, uh, I guess the trade-off is, like you said, they don't get an immediate benefit out of it. So, whereas um, the only way to, quote-unquote, answer a Path to Exile 
is to either stack your dude or to counter the spell. This, um, you can get around it later by destroying it, but you don't get any, if somebody takes your creature and pins it to the rocks, you don't get any immediate effect, any immediate bonus or, or, or anything, um, any benefit to you immediately. So I think that, I think that's why I definitely see your point. I mean, it just strikes um, me as odd. It's, it's another analogy would be it's, uh, Oblivion Ring for creatures. So what's that? Uh, there's a no ring that's just for creatures. It's, uh, Pat Journey to Nowhere. Journey. Journey. Was that in a yeah, Journey to Nowhere only costs one, or costs two. It costs two, a white and one. Right. Yeah. So what this is, was Journey Nowhere, was that an enchantment? I can't remember. It's was an that, enchantment. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Journey to Nowhere, except instead of costing one and a white, it costs a red and a white, and then you get to untap your mountain. Or your, your, yeah, your mountain. Yep. Is essentially unless, what unless this it's costs. A sacred, unless you're using a sacred foundry. Right. And I think that's where, I think, I think it's just close enough to being rare with the, some of the shenanigans you can pull with, with the dual lands that, they felt like it was good enough to be rare, and you probably don't want to see it a whole lot at lower rarities in limited. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. That's and that I realize that's sometimes the go-to for why is this the rarity it is. I think you raise a good point. I think it could honestly be. I think it could be uncommon. I'd have to see the obviously the rest of the set. Well, one question I do have for you guys is this, and we'll see how well your memories are at this. Um, with M14, is there any, how many exile cards are there in the set? Um, hell, I don't know. Uh, I have to Because the, the thing is, is, if this is rare, obviously you're not going to put a path to exile or a, a swords to plowshares, because I mean, those are, those are just fantastic cards. So you're going to have to have something akin to that, but you want to put some restrictions on it. If there's not a lot of exiling in this, like if there's only going to be a handful of exiling, we're probably going to see some enchantment control, but not any, you know, exiling effects. And this, it might be that this is one of those exiling effects that will show up, and they have to do something with it so they can control how much there is. I yeah, the only- so you're saying that it might be rare because this effect might actually be a rarer thing in this set than we have seen in times past. Right. Yes. Yeah. That is. Yeah. I know I've kind of went, you know, around my butt to get to my elbow with what I'm explaining, but yeah. That that's, it's that's pretty good. That's something to think about. And obviously, yeah. um, with Re- with Return to Ravnica, I'm I'm pretty sure there are some in there, but you have to keep in mind that after that block's gone, what the next block will offer. Yeah, I so. think he's I think he's got a very good point. It depends on how much exile is actually in this set. It is also one of the only ways to answer some of the indestructible things and other things. So. And uh, if if there's lots of exile in the set, then the indestructibility becomes more and more meaningless. Yeah, yeah, I think ah. that's a big part of it. Because they want they want the gods to be meaningful because you keep seeing people after the gods got spoke going, well, this kills the gods and this kills the gods, this kills <laughs> the gods, blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I think they wanted to keep that to a minimum in the set. Probably mm-hmm. keep them special. Yes. Well, we have just spent a whole lot of time on a, a Gimpy Rare, so we should probably go to this mythic over here. <laughs> Gimpy, and no. Rare, Completely yes. lose our minds. Oh, yes. Does that mean I could get to do it? Yeah, why not? All right. Elspeth, Sun's Champion. Holy crap. Correct. <laughs> like, we've seen pictures of her. 
But we didn't realize how awesome she was going to be. So for four and two whites, she's a mythic planeswalker with a with a uh, loyalty of four. Her plus one ability <laughs> to put three one one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield. What? Yep. Plus one, you get three one one dudes. Remember that, when that was a minus okay. effect? Keep going. Uh, okay, okay, we can we can handle that. We can handle that. Breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> minus three, destroy all creatures with power four or greater. What? What is that? Uh, retribution of the meek? Is that it? Yeah. All I'm thinking about is my old soldier deck. Because <laughs> I uh, granted, gan- uh, blah. Granted, it does pump my creatures to make them bigger so I can crush things, but it also had. Whoever it was that you tap and you destroy something with power four or greater, well, she does it on turn. She, you can intrepid play her and hero? do it. Intrepid hero, maybe? Yes, That's intrepid him. hero. You can play her and she will do it on the first go. Yep. Boom. And she survives it. And she survives it. All right, last one, negative seven. You put an emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, and have flying. That's pretty good. That's pretty freaking ridiculous. That's vid- all. All it needs for all your guys have Sarah's embrace is vigilance. I think is all it's missing. And ooh, at that point you don't need it. Okay, so hang on. It's a raise the alarm plus one for her her plus one ability. So you get two dudes. No, you get three dudes. Her her middle ability is a freaking retribution of the meek. Mm-hmm. And then her last ability gives everyone a shiv and embrace. Except for the fire breathing. Or uh, Sarah's embrace, except for the vigilance. Yeah. Or Zephyr's embrace instead of show. There's got to be something that's just spectral flight. There it is. I knew there was something that was just plus two, plus two flying. So everyone gets a permanent spectral flight. Don't underestimate plus two, plus two. That is huge. Oh, no, that's that's wrong. That's ridiculous. Now, what's (laughs) really great about this is something that I pointed out on uh, Monday Night Magic last night is that her soldiers, if you manage to, to knock out her limit break... And get the emblem. Her soldiers can survive her middle ability. Yep. Like the the amount of interplay here is is really cool. It's freaking ridiculous. We have what's the one thing we always say when we talk about planeswalkers and and we're evaluating them? How always pay attention well, to the middle ability. How no, the most important thing is how well can they protect themselves? Mm-hmm. Both the plus one and the minus three do that. So that's already ridiculous as somebody said i think it was ben um elspeth tyrell tyrell whatever that was in scars of mirrodin cost five i guess this is the difference a mana makes uh and her minus two ability is literally literally the same the same ability as her now plus one Hellspeth's gotten some help from a god in figuring out how to summon creatures. I mean, they this, did that to Garrick, too, remember? Yep. Where his make a 3-3 three, three was a minus, minus 2, wasn't it? Yep. Minus 1. Minus 1. Oh, it was minus 1? Okay, and then yeah. the next go-around, his make a 3-3 three, three became his plus 1? Well, and it also costs, you know, it's a more expensive Garrick, but... Well, and so is this. Yeah. Yeah. Um... This is the best white planeswalker since Gideon Jura. And Gideon Jura completely changes the way you play the game. So I'm not going to say this one's better or that one's better because this Elspeth can't fog every turn. But three dudes? 
as long as you know you're not fighting in the air, that's that's going to clog up the ground immediately. That's, you just have to uh, you just have to wait three turns and then they can fight in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah somebody's going to slam this and you're going to just look at your hand and you're going to go. <sighs> can I, I take care of this? No, probably not. Hmm. Planeswalkers are always a little more tricky to evaluate and limited. The temptation is to say that they're all bombs. I did a uh, PTQ for Pro Tour Born of the Gods over the weekend that was online, and it was M14, and one of my rares, my only mythic was a Liliana. And I'm like, hey, but a lot of times I found that I was trying to put myself in a position where I could play her and go ahead and use that plus one so that I could then use her minus ability next turn without killing her to kind of, you know, to keep her around because she's really great when you can use her as recursive, um, creature destruction. And a lot of times I was in a position where I just couldn't afford to do that. I had to either just play her out and use her right away, uh, or, and accept that she was either going to die or I was going to use her minus ability or I ended up just holding on to her too long. So, uh, you have to, you have to know when's the right time to, to play them. Know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Hold them and fold. But, but again, that, that get three guys, that, that goes a long way toward that. Pretty sure playing her is pretty much always the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah, I don't, like, all of her abilities are just great. And the fact that she can survive that negative three, that's just, that's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's something we forgot to mention. You can play her and pop off her retribution well, make, and she'll survive. Somebody said it earlier, but oh, yeah, but the, but I mean that's that is just yeah that that and because like Brian was saying, you there are those planeswalkers where you do the negative you do the negative ability, and they're they're dead, they're used and everything, but you're basically casting them I, as a spell. Yeah, I I think that sh- this is a very strong planeswalker. Card. You would. I mean, it, it mean it's the, the, the symmetry is brought as a uh, Chewie had said. Yeah, there. This is this. I don't see any sort of downfall or or you know Achilles' heel to this. Apart from the fact yes, I threw Achilles' six. heel in there just for all of you. <laughs> yeah, aside from the costing six is a thing, but and. And I've heard some people complain about that, and so many people, I've heard lots of comments about like, oh, if only she cost five. And I'm like, she did cost five before, and she didn't do all this stuff. So if you want all this stuff, she's got to cost six. That's just the way it works, guys. So, yeah, I think six is, six six is is just right for this, because six means you have to stretch for it. Yeah. But if you, if you can stretch for it, then you you're gonna deal some reach for the sky. <laughs> yes. But uh, but if she costs but if she costs seven, it would probably be like uh yeah so, yeah we're getting yeah. into Karn there and that's that's yeah so she's not quite that good yeah, yeah. Karn was completely broken Death Star so <laughs> maybe not completely but he was really good yes yeah all right so that's Elspeth that's the only planeswalker we've got so far apparently there's a satyr planeswalker there's, in the there's set. going to be one per set Xanagos is going to come in uh, Born of the Gods I believe what is Xanagos that's the name of the satyr planeswalker uh, but they said at the PAX party that he was going to be in this set did they I thought so I wasn't there well, they, they said there are three planeswalkers in Theros block hmm. and I can't see them doing Two in one set, one. done in 
on set and then one in one set. Oh, but this is the one we got for now. Yeah. It's not yeah. the one we deserve, but we're going to get it anyway. All well, right. Don't we deserve what? Sorry. Uh, it, Did it, you not uh, just read this card and go, wow. He was trying to make a Dark Knight Rises reference. And well, it, was, no. it, was the, it was the Dark Knight. Was it the yeah. Dark Knight? It's, oh, it's right. Not the, it's the, it's the, not the hero we need. It's, it's not the one we deserve, but it's the one we need. Is this the gotcha. one we need? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so next up Chewie, have a present. is Gift of Immortality. For two and a white, it's a rare enchant creature aura. And it says, when enchanted creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Return Gift of Immortality to the battlefield attached to that creature at the beginning of the next end step. <laughs> so there is... So your creature dies, it immediately comes back. And then at the end of the turn, the gift jumps back on it, so to repeat the cycle. So there is a window to get rid of the gift of immortality. And of course, you can always destroy the enchantment or exile it while it's in the graveyard. Or just on the field. Destroy the enchantment, destroy the enchantment while the enchantment's on the battlefield. Just. That's why I said destroy the enchantment or exile it while it's in the graveyard. Oh, I see when you said on, while it's in the graveyard, I thought that applied to the, your sentence structure needs some work. Thank you, Interrupter Jones. You're welcome. But it, I think this is really cool. I just don't know. It seems pretty good. Know how cool this, we're talking here. You put this on that one guy, and unless they can answer the enchantment or have instant speed removal, they can time just right. It's literally never going to go away. Or and if you it's can got kill any, the creature while the enchantment's not on them. Yeah. Uh, and if it's a creature with any sort of enters the battlefield effect. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and you've got a like a sacrifice outlet. I could actually see this see, seeing competitive play in like an aristocrats deck, which sadly will not be playable anymore since one of the aristocrats will be gone. Well, there there are black white aristocrat decks. They don't even run uh, the Falcon Wrath aristocrat. So they should just call that an aristocrat deck. Oh, I think they call it black the white aristocrat. aristocrat. I don't know. No, the, the aristocrat. That one. Hey, Chewie, you're really hard to buy things for. I, I'm never sure what to get you, so I got you this gift of immortality. Yay, I'm now, never everyone die. you know will die, and you will live forever. I'm Aww. pretty sure I would be okay with that for a while. It would it would start to suck eventually, but I could get used to it again, I'm sure. And then you'd kill yourself, and, <laughs> and come, come right, right back. back. <laughs> Which, hey, you know. It's like maybe, Groundhog's Day all over again. Maybe then I'll feel better about it. I'll be like, well, uh... Successfully killed myself. What's for breakfast? <laughs> well, if he kills himself no. again immediately, then he can stay dead forever. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. No, so. no, no regifting though. Right. Nope. <laughs> you know that Everyone does make me the immortality per person. I I bet you there's gonna be an instant or sorcery in this set that says um, move uh, move an enchant aura from one legal target to another legal target. Almost certainly. And if not in this set, then definitely in the block somewhere. Yeah. God willing. Like, that might You're be something fired. they wait, you know, give us all the enchantments in this, you know, a bunch of the enchantments and enchantment stuff here, and then in the next set, let us start screwing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta build on it somehow, so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. enough of the gift. Let's go, let's keep going. We got a million cards yep. to go through. Uh, ben, I think that's you, isn't it? Yep. Yep. God's willing. One white, instant, common. Um, tar creature you control gains protection from the color ice until the turn. Scry one. And so, ta-da, Scry is our evergreen, our returning mechanic for the set. Hooray! 
Um, yeah, that it's a pretty solid common. We've seen this a couple of times before. The uh, the one white or or one in a white give somebody control protection from the color of your choice. Very common effect. They usually have it be creature you control, so you can't use it as a counter spell, especially yeah. in this set. Oh, oh look. Yeah. You're putting an enchantment on that guy. Well, he's got protection from whatever that color that enchantment is. So, absolutely terrible. Scry is one of my favorite mechanics ever because it's just so solid. It just does so much. Yes. And I just want to point to everybody that said that um, the new Chandra from M14 was going to be terrible, and they said, "Oh, you can't use that middle ability." Well, it's already good now. You've got Scry. Yes. <laughs> now you can filter the top of your deck. So you can go, I'm going to set a, uh, oh, look, top kind of my deck is a land. I'm going to exile it and play it. Ta-da! Woo! Uh, I'm noticing, and, you know, we'll keep going, obviously, but it looks like there's a lot of Scry 1 in this set as opposed to, like, Scry 2 or more. Yes. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about each one. But, yeah, this is a solid common. I like it. It <clears> will do work. Like, it's going to be great and limited, and it might even see a little bit of a constructed play. It might. I, I hear whispers about uh, people using Brave the Elements. So this won't affect all your guys, but scry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cool. So who loves the gods? I think they're pretty cool, but I want awesome. the next card. <laughs> what, two in a row? What? No, I mean uh, after this one. Oh, okay. Well, then... Well, this is- Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, this is Heliod, God of the Sun. I'm going to sit name all the cards like this. He costs three and one white mana. He is a legendary enchantment creature. God. But I did not even realize that they put that creature type there that until is the greatest, literally just now. That is the greatest I, type line ever. Legendary wow, enchantment think- creature, God. I literally didn't even I think see they that. had no. to because look how much space there is on that line. That's true. It has to be three letters or less. So, God, <laughs> it is mythic. It is a five and six. It okay, is indes- seriously. That's okay. just going to annoy people. <laughs> All right. It's indestructible. Oh, sorry. Now I can't stop. He's looking at me. He's like, you will. All right. He's indestructible. As long as your devotion to white is less than five, Heliod isn't a creature. We talked about devotion last time. Um, it is important to note that he himself adds one white to your devotion. So that's cool. Other creatures you control have vigilance. And two and a white and another white. Put a 2-1 white cleric enchantment creature token onto the battlefield. Holy hell. Literally. That's pretty good. Literally. I mean... <laughs> Really, the only downside to having less than five devotion is that you don't have a five six. And, you know, do I want a five six indestructible guy? Sure. Usually, yeah. yeah. But for four, would I pay for an enchantment that's basically, uh, what, what is, uh, what is the soldier one? Um, mobilization. Yeah. If, um, if, if, would I pay four for a mobilization that put a two one onto the battlefield instead of a one one? Two um, with vigilance. Oh yeah, wait. Uh, I think that would be pretty good. Yes. The fact that it just pumps out guys is just incredible. Thinking first about limited, you just slam this guy and you start just every end of your turn, make a guy, end of your turn, make a guy. Just 
blocker after blocker after blocker or go aggressive. And the fact that they have two power is so significant and that they have vigilance. Plus, not to mention all your non-token guys. Oh, look, I have six mana. Instead of making a cleric guy, I'll just play this huge thing that also has vigilance now. It's pretty sweet. So One, one advantage to that, too, is that the little guys that pop out, they don't add to the... Devotion cost. Oh, that's true. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. That's because they, th- those tokens have no oh, well. have no mana cost, so they do not add to your devotion. Uh, but that's fine. It's not. It's not like he just. You know, it, he can get there all on his own. But again, you know, sometimes the fact that he isn't always a creature may work to your advantage. So, okay, so so I do have this to the rocks. Go ahead. Um. So indestructible. Is that the enchantment both. or the creature, or is it both? Both. It's both. If you, both. If you okay. try to disenchant it, it's just going to laugh at you. Now, here's and another question. if you question. try to doomblade it, it's going to laugh at you. <laughs> now, the parts below it, the other creatures you control have vigilance, and what Brian was talking about, are those his creature or enchantment abilities? Both. both. Everything that's there is there except for the power and toughness and the creature line, no matter what. Yeah. So if it's below, then he's an enchantment, and if it's above, he's a creature. Right. And it's I think it's probably uh, if Mike was here, he'd tell us it was probably a state based effect, so he can you know he can swap back and forth at will immediately. So if someone kills your dude that has three white and its cost and it's uh, it's what's got your devotion above five, someone kills that, he's just hey, I'm just an enchantment, not a dude anymore. Yeah, but nothing else changed. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is I don't see what the disadvantage to him being an enchant. Well, like if he's a creature, you've got a five six, who's indestructible and all that good stuff. But if he's below, there's there's no advantage to keeping him an enchantment. Yeah, and there's no disadvantage to keeping him an enchantment except for the lack of a five six. Right. Right. So I mean, he's he's awesome either way. (laughs) He's either. Awesome, or he's still awesome. So, yeah. is that the reason why his his cost is three four, or is three three and a white? So that essentially you can drop him early, but he's just an enchantment. Yes. Yeah, much, yeah. So well, okay, well, well, that would explain why it's that that way. Is that well, we don't want you to have a five six right now. Exactly. You could, but also, you can have him later. You can also you can also play a. Turn one, play a white guy. Turn two, play a guy with two white in his cost. Turn three, play a wingsteed rider below, and that's five right there. Or heck, one and then two more and then one more on your third turn. There are ways to get this guy out really fast and still have him be a creature. But either way, you just kind of tailor it to your situation. And if you want him to be a creature and you're not quite there yet, you still play it because he's indestructible and you just start making other guys. Now, so. Dirk, you had stepped away. Uh, think about mobilization. Mobilization costs, what, two and a white? Two and a white. Yeah. And for two and a white, you make a one-one guy with vigilance, right? Right. Yeah. Well, this is three and a white. It's indestructible. For four mana, you make a two-one guy with vigilance. Oh, yeah, and I caught that And sometimes this will just be a big-ass dude. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and I heard Brian talking about that. Oh, but you missed the voice. Like, why? Because the thing, a 2-1, you think, oh, well, it's still got one toughen, but no, it can deal two damage. It can deal two that damage. That is a big deal. And they are eminently replaceable. Literally, yeah, I was all say, you do it's is not a real card. Forward. Yeah. 
You can just throw them into combat and summon more zealots. Because because yeah. all it takes is with a two one, all your opponent has to do is hesitate for one second, one turn, and all of a sudden your problem has, is compounding every turn. Yeah, you fall behind. You start to find a little. You start to get a little bit ahead with this, or you fall behind a little bit against it. That's it. So, and, and that's uh, yeah, for an extra mana. To be able to to potentially make your opponent, because the thing is, like you guys were probably saying with the mobilization, yes, you can sort of stall with that, but with this, you're stalling. The person will stall for like a turn or two, and all of a sudden, now you are on the war footing, and now you're the one on the attack. That is correct. Next, it's Gee, Briars. I, I wish I, I wish I had a way Briars. to what? It's Briars. 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 It's ice cream. Ice cream. Briars. Is that what it's it is? Briares. Okay. If your face is okay, hang on. So you're all fired. Get out. It's it's a character from the Percy Jackson series. You're blinking in and out, by the way. I didn't do it. Okay. Technical issues aside, we'll get back to it. So, what was that about a Briars ice cream? Briars. Briars is the name of a hundred-handed one from. The Percy Jackson series who helped in the fight against Kronos. Spoilers. Oh no. So then, who was this character in Greek mythology? Uh, the well, I don't know. Maybe we'll ones, have to go look it up. The hundred-handed ones were um, creatures or monsters that were born way in the beginning of time, um, in the time of the Titans, and they worked in Hephaestus's forge to make weapons for the gods. Oh yeah. Nice. Yep. Well then, Mr. Ben, you seem to be back. Why don't you read it? All right. Hundred hand one. Two and a white creature, giant rare. Vigilance. Three five. Uh, it has monstrous for monstrous three for three white, white, white. As long as the hundred handed one is monstrous, it has reach and can block an additional 99 creatures each combat. I thought that was hilarious. That is pretty great. That's kind like, of awesome. Yeah. I mean, White has had several creatures that can either block an additional creature or even some that could block any number of additional creatures. So that's that might as well be what this is. But the fact that they bothered to spell it out to this can literally block a hundred creatures. Yep. It's got a hundred hands. It's, that is, again, once again, flavor for the win. I would argue that it's not big enough because the hundred handed ones were supposed to be the size of mountains, but it has reach, and there are a lot of creatures that are very large but don't have reach. So it's tall, it, but it's not not that brawny. It, it would have to have reach because first of all, that helps it block, and second of all, it's got so many hands it can reach yeah. whatever it wants to reach. So uh, dirty. Now, real quick, I'm not sure if you blinked out or what, but it's it costs uh, four, two, and two white. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two, oh, and two white, yeah, four two. mana for a three five, which again, as I said last time, oh, that has, episode hasn't aired yet. Pretty good. Um, or it has by the time you've heard it, because you're listening to this one. Um, the, the, just the straight <laughs> oh, up mana costs of the monstrous creatures are pretty good. And then you throw on the monstrosity yeah. and this thing becoming a six eight with vigilance. It looks at Heliod and it's like, oh, what you gonna do? 
I can block well, you I all day. Off. I can block all your guys. All 99 of them. Yeah. And you. Oh, I don't, I don't like it being one of the monsters, but whatever. I think they had to do that. I, I thought about that. And in the article that they even uh, brought it up in, it said that they were an ally to the gods against the titans, which would kind of more put it into the heroes and gods camp. But, yeah. but I mean, they're reimagining things. Yeah, and it is, it is the best way to represent uh, how big it gets. So yes. it, it would have been a bit of a stretch to do it anything else. It would feel a little too monstrous, I think. So Yeah. Oh, well, we can't have everything. And nothing says you can't have him, you know, potentially as one of your dudes. It's true. <laughs> you can put him and Perforos on the same side. He'll he'll be good. So have you noticed? Well, let's go to the next card. But <laughs> I have noticed let's go to the next card, as, uh, as a matter of fact. Good. What is the next card? Uh, it is Vanquish the Fowl for five and a ah. white. An uncommon sorcery. Destroy target creature with power four or greater. Scry one. Mm, Hmm. Sounds like a theme. It does, doesn't it? Elspeth is not a fan of big things. It seems just a little bit expensive. Yeah, but you figure um, the exile a creature and populate spell in Return to Ravnica costs six. So Uh, for white... What did Smite the Monstrous cost? I think four, but I'm looking it up. Smite. It four costs four. Right. It costs four as an instant. So it costs four as an instant. This costs six as a sorcery, but it does have scry one. Yeah. I don't know. That seems bad. Yeah, I didn't guess... they determine that scry costs one colorless? Like way back when? I don't remember. But this is uh, but this is I mean that that varies a little bit. This is on a removal spell, so Kill that guy, set up my next draw. Seems good. I mean, and I'm sure in the meta it'll be fine. Yeah. Or it'll be terrible and no one will play it either way. You know, whatever. It isn't uncommon. They don't... I mean, they do sometimes put terrible cards at uncommon, but not as much. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. What I was going to say is, you notice how Elspeth's got her, her spear thing there, and uh she's got the same spear thing in her art for... Elspeth's son's champion. Uh, yep. Well, look at the art for God's Willing. That's her sword. And if you look at the Elspeth Terrell art, that's the sword she's at least been carrying around since Mirrodin, if not Alara. She, so had, is, it, she had it in Alara, too. Yeah. So are is it maybe, did the gods change it into a spear for her? They're like, she, she goes up to well, the... Well, think about, think whose champion she is. She's the sun's champion, and what does uh-huh. the sun use? Oh, and look what he's a got. Spear. <laughs> a spear. I just kind of imagine in, in, in God's Willing, I kind of imagined her like going up to the pond in the in the pyramid and throwing it in, and Heliod shows up, and he's fat, and he says, you know, did you drop this in? And you say yes, and he says, I like a truthful person. I will give you something better in return. I know I'm missing oh, something Brian. there. I know I'm uh, missing something. Uh, it's Zelda, a reference to Link Zelda, to the Past. Link to the Past, where you go up to the little pond in, uh, and you throw in your sword, and the fat fairy shows up. It's like, did you drop this, Sonny? No. Oh. You throw in the the red sword, the temp the uh, the tempered sword, and then it gives you the golden master sword. Yes. Woo! 
And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yes, we are video game dorks. I just I, I I thought you guys would get that. So I haven't played a Link to the Past. Communism. You are. Yeah, yeah you you can't be in our group anymore. <laughs> Here's a hint: throw things into the water. Dude, he's he's still in college. Well, they've done that in other games. So anyway, it looks like <laughs> maybe maybe she just she got an upgrade or something. So okay, hey, look a horse. Did I like just, horses. Did we just date ourselves? Pony. Like I, age I'm not dating anybody. I'm married, so. <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna throw you guys off the building. Throw me into the water. You'll get a better one later. <laughs> anyway, wings, uh, wing steed rider. We haven't done this one, right? We have not. Okay. For one and two white, it's a common human knight. That's a two-two. It has flying. It has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Wing Steed Rider, put a plus one plus one counter on Wing Steed Rider. You all right? This seems pretty good. It's not broken, but this seems pretty good. Just play it. Throw an enchantment on it. It's a three three plus whatever the enchantment's giving her. Yep. Mm-hmm. With flying for three, that seems yeah. pretty good it's for common. For oh yeah. Then they try to kill it, and you God's willing, and suddenly it's a 4-4. Wait, you lose your enchantment because it turns out to be black. Aww. Aww. That's racist. Anyway. Pretty straightforward. It's a common. Pretty Yay. Straight, but this next one is a crazy one. Sure. Oh yeah. It is, uh, it is the artisan of forms. For one and a blue, it is a 1-1 human wizard, and it's rare. It has heroic... Whenever you cast a spell that targets Artisan of Forms, you may have Artisan of Forms become a copy of target creature and gain this ability, which means yep. you can later turn into something else. It's a wow. clone. It's a clone that can reset itself into something else. Yeah. As um I think it was Gavin that previewed this card mentioned, uh you don't get the benefit of, like, if you copy a Restoration Angel, you don't get the comes into play ability, but you do lose all the negative enters the battlefield abilities, so that's pretty cool. I mean, I I like it. I'm kind of a Johnny person, you know, but it's it's a clone, and and yeah, combo it with things that target her. I love that it's a surprise clone. Like, you can just hold back an instant, wait for them to do something, and go... Ha! Ta-da! This is something else that doesn't fall under the conditions of whatever you're trying to hit her with. Well, just think that if someone plays a, a Heliod, God of the Sun, and you're like, hey! Oh, Spe- man. Especially with you the new God. legend rule. Right. Then you get to one, you get to have one, and he gets to have one, or who, or she, or whatever. And then when they play something even better, you can be like, hey. Whatever that might be. Well, I don't know what could be better. You know, also. I'm sure there's still more cards to preview, so just saying. Performance. Next. All right. This Who's is next? awesome. Yes. Who is next? Ben. Oh, All oh right. wait, we we've switched around a little bit. So, I do you want this card? Yes. Yes, you do. There's so much flavor here. I'm just eating up all this flavor. Long mm. pork. Bacon. Oh. Curse of Twine. X blue blue sorcery. Exile X target creatures. 
For each creature exiled this way, its controller puts a 2-2 green boar creature token onto the battlefield. Another imminent battle subsided in busy snuffling and carefree rooting. So, you play a bunch of creatures, and pow, they're all pigs. Hell yeah, Med- uh, what's her name? Uh, Medea? Cersei. Cersei. Who's Medea? Cersei. Uh, angry. Medea. I always get them confused for some reason. Yeah, they're both sorceresses. Oh, that would be what? Okay. Oh, I was thinking of literally the angry black woman. <laughs> oh, no, not the guy in drag who's not funny. No, no, no. Okay. This is just, this has my Johnny sense just all a tingle because you can go, hey, look, your best guys are pigs. Or you can go, you can literally like build like a, a weird sort of Day of the Dragons deck with this where you're like, play a bunch of little guys that have value. Maybe they cantrip or something. And then you turn them into tutus, um, that are green, which I realize it's probably not as good as making your opponent's guys tutus, but I, I, there's, you can do things with this, so it's cool. It's, it's a little unfortunate that it's a sorcery, so you can't go, oh yeah, you would kill all my guys. Well, no, they're pigs! Cause that saves them somehow. <laughs> because yes. it was a retribution of the meek, uh, Elspeth's ability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Piggy, piggy, piggy. I like it. And again, Flavor. I re- I thought I loved the flavor in Innistrad, and I still, I mean, I still do. But this is like they took everything they learned from making that set, and they dialed it up to eleven. Yeah. Whatever he just said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure Ben's trying to talk. I keep hearing, but he's not coming through. That's like that. Maybe he's a. Lost somewhere. Like in a labyrinth. This is another one of those really cheap and uh, useful scry spells. So, lost in a labyrinth for a single blue is an instant. It's common. It says target creature gets minus three minus oh until end of turn. Scry one. So, pretty standard, always there type of spell. And they've tacked scry onto it, which makes it better. This is the, uh, I don't, I don't know if this has a name or not. It's the sensory deprivation effect. That's in every set, or every block at least, that also gives you a chance to showcase a mechanic. Yeah. Like, I don't remember what it was called a hundred years ago. I think Shrink is the first one I remember. It was a yeah. green spell that gave minus five, minus oh. Yeah. Um, the fact that this is an instant does does work pretty well, because not only does it work in combat, but then you're, you got the scry. For one. Yes. Yeah. So I'll read the next one, somebody, because it's also good. Omen Speaker. For one and a blue, it's a human wizard that's common and is a 1-3. When Omen Speaker enters the battlefield, scry two. Seems good. I like it. First of all, it reminds me of Disciple of Bolas. You don't get to put the car, a card into your hand so it doesn't replace itself. But it's less restrictive about you, you literally put on top what you want to have. So, and it can dig you down too. So it, it's pretty good. Um, I also like the fact that it is here. One of the big things, one of the big tropes or, or recurring elements in Greek mythology are the prophets. The, um, 
the, the, the oracles. Oracles. The oracles. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank. I was searching for that word. The oracles and uh, the the humans that had access to the divine wills of the gods. And one of the most famous ones was the oracle at Delphi, who yep. I believe who who received word from Apollo. Because yep. Apollo was very uh, in your face. He was not one of the gods to just kind of stand by. He had to let everybody know how special he was and how um, terrible his poetry was. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so I like the fact that they're represented here. I'm hoping we'll see a couple other oracle cards as well. But Omen Speaker, so yay, seems pretty cool. She's a jerk on Twitter. I noticed <laughs> that actually. She no, didn't way. answer my question. It's probably because it had spoilers in it. Whoops. <sighs> All right. So, if you like giant octopuses, boy, do we have the card for you. This is the Sea Lock Monster. For three and two blue, it's a five-five. It can't attack. It's an uncommon octopus. It can't attack unless defending player controls an island. But once again, a five-five for five. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, for five and two blue, monstrosity three. So you pay five and two blue, you get three plus one plus one counters. Becomes monstrous. When it becomes monstrous, target land. Becomes an island in addition to its other types. So clever. This is important because, first of all, it says, hey, look, I can attack with my 5-5. Five, five. It's important because it doesn't say while Sealock Monster's on the battlefield. Yep, that's so just an island now. But, no, but it does say in addition to its other types. So it's not like a spreading seas where you're locking them into blue for that land. If you target their planes, then that planes can tap for blue or white mana for the rest of the game, or as long as it's on the battlefield. Um, so it does say target land. So if yeah. you really need to, you, yep. for, you can always turn one of your things into an island. You can have a planes island. It's a hollowed phone. Yay! You cannot. You, well, you can target the land that chained to the rocks is enchanting, but it will still remain a mountain. So in case yep. you're thinking, hey, I'm going to get really clever with this, it's just a really watery mountain. Maybe it's a waterfall. So that's pretty cool. Again, it's one of those un- it showcases the mechanic. It's at uncommon. And a 5-5 five five that becomes an 8-8. Eight eight, nothing eight to eight. sneeze at. What? Nope. I was agreeing with you. Okay. All right. That's uh, a sea lock monster. Yay, Lux the sea. Yay. Yay. Did somebody order some crab? <laughs> that was awful. It was terrible, but look, oh. here's a crab. Who is it Dirk? It's uh, technically Ben. Well, Ben no. just read one. Oh. Well, who knows? The order's all out of... Oh, I guess yes. it's me, then. No, I read Lost in Love. Dirk, read the damn emissary. <laughs> Why are we worrying about it? Thassa's <laughs> emissary. Right? Thassa? Yes. Yep. Okay. Thassa. Thassa? Thassa, Thassa. You say a Thassa, I say a Thassa. Let's just call the whole thing off and go home. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Thassa's Emissary. For three and a blue, it's an enchanted creature, enchantment creature crab that's uncommon and is a three three and it has bestow a five and a blue. Have we talked about bestow yet? We have. We talked about it last time. Uh, I don't remember at that point. That was a week ago. So whenever Thassa's Emissary or Enchanted Creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Enchanted Creature gets plus three, plus three. So it's a three-three that uh, draws you a card when it hits uh, a player, or 
it adds plus three plus three, and when this creature draws, uh, hits a player, draw a card. So that's pretty beefy. Three three. I mean, or plus three plus three. That's not small. Not really. No. No. So the problem with a lot of Ophidian guys is they're two twos. They don't, or or one threes like Thieving Magpie. They don't get through a lot, but a three three. That's pretty good. Or you have like an unblockable yeah, guy, or, sizable. or or a flying Hell guy. Giant. I say stick Hell him on a magpie. Is pretty good. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I love the idea. I know they like become like a constellation around you, but I just love the idea of a guy running around with a crab on his head <laughs> and punching people and going, "I know more now." Punch, punch. <laughs> the crab tells yep. me things. The crab is whispering. <laughs> Forbidden secrets in your ear. Crab ah. people. Crab, Crab people. Uh, or what you do is you run up and you punch somebody, and they go, hey, what was that for? And you go, I've got crabs! And then you run away. <laughs> oh, yes. Geez, I'm going to totally do that. You're going to totally do that. You're going to enchant it. something with this, and you're going to go, that guy's got <laughs> crabs. And then they're going to voyage to end your guy, and you're going to go, oh, wait, now I'm a crab. Ew. Whoa. So, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we determined that if you, you can, if you bestow Thassa's Emissary on somebody, and, you know, then later that creature dies, you get the crab back, right? Yes. It's it not becomes attached a creature, to the creature doesn't it? So that means if you die with these crabs, they become sentient. Yep. <laughs> No, th- everybody's got crabs. You go into a store, you leave with a crab on your head, you don't know why, and then somebody like runs you over in the road, the crab just gets up, looks around and goes, hmm. well screw that, and just kind of like skittles away. Yep, pretty much. Pretty terrible. I mean awesome. I actually like this card, just all of that's terrible. <laughs> okay, so next, oh I'll do this one too because it's nice and simple. Voyages end. For one and a blue, it's another common instant. Bounce a creature to its owner's hand, scry one. This does so much work because bouncing yep. a creature, I mean, seems pretty good on itself. I mean, it, that's always a great combat trick. It, this is nice and cheap, so uh, that, that works pretty well. But first of all, scry one at instant speed. Second of all, with, look at what's going on in this set. If you've got something that's enchanted uh, with anything that's not bestow, then you just bounce them and you get a two for one, or at least even if you at least get rid of the enchantment. Um, but you can also reset your own bestow guys. I give my give my soldier a crab helmet. He dies. My crab is wandering around for a bit. I bounce it back to my hand. And put the crab on somebody else. You have a crab. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, that situation's gonna come up more than once. So I think this card does some work. I also kinda like the flavor of it. There's a guy passed out on some driftwood. Clearly he's survived some sort of terrible shipwreck. He's made it this far, but he's at a, uh, a waterfall that looks like it goes off the world. <laughs> and the flavor text says, philosophers say, those lost at sea ascended to a more perfect realm. Sailors say they drowned. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Does that make you wonder? Sailors are jerks. Sailors are practical. Yeah. The philosophers are like, oh, do, 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 do. And they're like, no, they're dead. 
He's dead. What, what was that, Dirk? I was just thinking that this, uh, the way this world seems that, you know, if you can literally fall off the world, it reminds me of Discworld. I was just thinking that. What is Discworld? Yep. It's a series of fantasy novels by Terry Pratchett. Okay. And they're hilarious. And it okay. involves the world literally being on the back of a sea turtle in space. Yeah, it's, it's a giant disc. That's the name Discworld. So, yeah, instead of okay. like north, south, east, and west, there's, uh, hubwards and rimwards and spinward and anti-spinward are your four directions. Hmm. It's, and that's just a little bit of the weirdness. Anyway, next. What is next? Um, I scrolled away. Wave Crash Triton? Oh yeah. That's right. Alright, I'll go. Uh, Wave Crash Triton. Two in a blue. Creature Merfolk Wizard. Common. Heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Wave Crash Titan, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controls next untap step. And it's a 1-4. Wow, that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you cast a spell on him, and he drops a wave on someone. They're like, ah! And they and can't do anything sends, next turn. The wave sends them to the end of the world. <laughs> but they can come back later. Yeah, they swam real hard. No, I hate to break it to you, Ben, but they drowned. <laughs> Stop spreading my perfect world. Uh, it's a one four for three, so it's a uh, it's a turtle, and it can lock things down. It seems cool. Seems good. Okay. Next. <laughs> the 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 nymph. Yeah, Dirk. All right, cavern lampad. For three and a black, it's an enchantment creature nymph that's common and is a 2-2. It has bestow of, you guessed it, five and a black. It has intimidate. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and has intimidate. So that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Nice and simple. The fact that it gives the enchanted creature intimidate is important because you can put this on something that's not black. So this may be – I don't want to go out too much on a, on a limb without seeing the rest of the set, but this might be one of the best commons in the set so far because if you're playing against an opponent that doesn't have black, you play this out and you start swinging. If they have black but they don't have green, you put this on your green guy and you start swinging. The way that Intimidate works is so central to this card – that I think this is something where you might see it get passed a lot until people respect how good it might be. And the fact that it has Intimidate, or it can grant Intimidate, plus all the other auras, you give somebody a crab, or you give this thing a crab, or you give the thing with a crab this thing too, it's getting through. That's pretty key. Yes. All right, so one quick thing. So I, I noticed it on some other card, but it's really prevalent on this one, that there is a special border you guys see that yes. the, the black that there's the special oh, yeah. it's because the purple the, the, stands uh, out uh, a lot Nick's more order. yeah we covered this last week uh well i knew that we had mentioned about that in the art that if there's like a celestial like uh a nyx enchantment that you see the stars but that you actually see in the border itself yes the nyx stars i think it shows up a lot more yep. you can see a little more on the black because it looks natural it says you know hey Black, stars against a black background. Uh, so but you can see it on... As far as I can tell, really cool. all of the enchantment things, so not just enchantments, but things that are enchantments and creatures or other things, 
haven't. Is that right? That's yeah. correct. Is like that the, the emissary. Is, is that the only thing that has it? The bestowed creatures all have it. Yeah, well, like I said, like the no, enchantment oh. creatures and later this enchantment artifact has it. So I'm guessing. But, but the enchantment yes. aura that is not a creature does not an artifact doesn't have it. That's why I said stuff that's an enchantment thing. Yes. Enchantment and a something else. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. those are specifically infused with Nyx. You're specifically infused with Nyx. Ooh. I wish I was. Yeah. That'd be cause, awesome. Because then you'd be all starry and stuff. I don't think you'd ever get to sleep. You'd be like, somebody turn that. Oh. Oh, it's me. It's me again. You'd be like the guy that farted on the elevator. So off. <laughs> it's me. Thanks a lot, gods. Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, next, we've got the gray merchant of. Somebody want to take a stab at that? Asphodel. Asphodel. Okay. Uh, for three and two black, it's a two-four common creature. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, each opponent loses X life, where X is your devotion to black. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. I like this effect. It's a very extort ability. Um, Black always gets these. It's the Siphon Soul ability. The fact that it scales, the fact you're automatically getting two without having anything else. Yeah, so it's it's automatically a Siphon Soul with a 2-4 attached. There's only one thing I've questioned about this card. It's a zombie, which I have no problem with, but the art just... Do you get zombie from that art? Is he wearing a mask? I don't... zombie wearing a mask. Okay. Yes. He is kind of gray. He is kind of gray, but the first time I even looked at the art, I couldn't even get a sense of his of his shape until I realized that that was a bag he was carrying. And then I was yeah. like, uh, for me, it, it, the art just didn't match what I was reading. So, but that, the card, the card is great. That's because uh, that's because in the Greco-Roman tradition, they didn't have zombies in the traditional sense. They had people who escaped from the underworld, and in this set, they're called the Risen. Oh, that's true. That's true. Very good point, Ben. Yeah, so they're not traditional zombies. They're escaped spirits with bodies. That's a very good point. So, yeah, thank you very much for pointing. Give me this body. I'm stealing this body. Requisitioning a new body to go back up top, sir. (laughs) You Um, can't go back up top while I'm going to steal it then. (laughs) And now he goes from city to city taking your spirit. Your stuff, yep. yeah. Give me that. And Erebos mad about it. All pissed off. So something that's that I'd like with this car, and and there's been a couple other ones that have this, and it, ironically, well, I don't want to say they were all in black, but you know, the the whole bit about the devotion, that mechanic, the the devotion mechanic, if you wanted something to entice people to play mono colors. Mm-hmm. The devotion is such a great benefit to say, we don't want you playing multicolor, we want you to pick one. Yep. Yeah. And that's exactly what they wanted to do after the whole return to Ravnica block. They wanted a set where the emphasis was going to be on getting away from the guild structure and getting back toward mono. But interestingly enough, with some of the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, with some of the hybrid cards like uh, Boros Reckoner, those can help feed your devotion as well. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of give and take too. Uh, Mike last, yeah, last week be- mentioned, uh, Mike last week mentioned the, um, the black blue specter guy yeah, yep. whose name I can't Night remember. Vales. 
Night Vale. Night Vale Spectre, yeah. So Welcome to the Night Vale Spectre. We've got fun and games. I've listened to the first seven, I think, six or seven. Welcome to Night Vale. They are brilliant. Everybody, go listen to Welcome to Night Vale. They are. We'll, we'll yes. talk more about that later, then. All right, so that's that guy. That's that guy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I've been getting these crazy uh, scry cards. Can I have this one? Can I have this one? This is my favorite. Absolutely. It's your podcast. Well, not really. We're all just living in a chewy world. <laughs> and I am a <laughs> chewy girl. He is. No, go home. Uh, uh, read the Bones. This is so cool. For two and a black. It is a common sorcery. And it says, scry two, then draw two cards. You lose two life. <laughs> it's literally a preordained stapled onto a um, sign in blood. Sign in blood. Which I, I'm not trying to yeah. say. Oh, it's just that. That is amazing. Yeah, there is no just that. That is freaking Both great. Of those things are amazing. But the these only... are two great tastes that taste amazing together. You got some <laughs> peanut butter in my chocolate. You got some chocolate in my peanut butter. I will kill you and then take your peanut butter. Um, the only only downside to this is that you can't just go. I sign in blood and kill you to kill you. You can't. Um, I read the bones you to kill you, but that's okay. I mean, I'm I'm just saying that's the only thing that you can't apply here. But otherwise, it's great for three mana, the same cost, the same converted mana cost as divination. Yeah. 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 Yes. See. <laughs> for for us. Go ahead. What? Ben say. Plus. Okay then. Ooh, 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 ooh. I just went, and I'm going to take the next card anyway because I'm taking it. Please. Uh, this is Rescue from the... I'm, take, I'm taking this. I'm putting it in my bag. Haha. Uh, yep. Rescue from the Underworld. You want to talk about flavor? Oh, yeah. Come back for, here, you. For four and a black. It's an yeah. instant. It's an instant. It's uncommon. As an additional cost... To cast rescue from the underworld, sacrifice a creature. To so wait a minute. So you're sending one of your creatures into the underworld. To the underworld. At first I was like, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh my god, they go into the underworld. Then choose target creature card in your graveyard. Return that card and the sacrificed creature to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of your next upkeep. Exile rescue from the underworld. You're literally sending somebody down to the underworld to get somebody. They disappear for a little while, be it a whole turn or, you know, just a couple steps because it's an instant. Uh, and then they both show up again and they're like, hey, look who I found. Let's just hope you, the, your first, your sacrifice creature doesn't look back. It's the myth of Orpheus on a yeah. single card. You just don't look back or you're stuck forever. Bring some pomegranate yep. seeds if, if, if you want to just make sure. Um, <laughs> and from a, from a gameplay perspective, this is creature recursion. It costs five. Yep. It's an instant. It's an instant. So it requires you to have a creature, but notice what it doesn't say. You have to sacrifice a creature you own. You have to, you have to own the, the creature you're getting back because it has to be in your graveyard. But. No. What? Yes. What do you mean no? He was yeah. mistaken. Uh, but, oh, but, the, yes. but, but the creature you sacrifice 
if for some reason I have eight mana or so, if I, if I have control of Chewie's creature, I've gotten control of it for the turn or something like that, I can then sacrifice it. I can say, hey, go get that guy, and I still get it back with my original guy permanently. Yes. You can bribe someone else <laughs> to go to the underworld to get your buddy. And in doing so, win their undying loyalty. They'll have such a good time. Okay, They're was, like, "Hey, it was like Disney World down there. This is fun." Can I go? <laughs> can I go back? I was confused because you said you own, and what I think you meant was you troll. Well, no, he no. meant the creature card that you're getting back has to be uh, yours because it's in your graveyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't take other people's right. stuff. He, and put he it probably could have worded graveyard. that better. I could have. Yeah. Yes. So, um. That's a great card from a flavor perspective. It is a, a home run, but I, quite frankly, I know everybody listening is like, get to the next card, get to the next card. Dear Lord, Actually, get to the next card. Not to this podcast. Well, I think some people are still. I want to say real quick, I know I just talked about this card. I'm not going to take the next one, but I will say I was at Friday Night Magic with Mike, and my first round opponent who does, apparently does listen to all of the extra spoilers and seemed to have a lot of information mentioned that the next card was in the set and he said it so authoritatively i didn't think he seemed like a nice guy but whenever i hear something like that especially when it's not being confirmed by official sources my first response is usually oh no it's not uh, not to not for me to be a jerk but just because i've heard so many times about you well, know oh this is going to be here that's going to be there from unofficial sources and people tend to regret later. So I said, where did you hear that from? And he said, X, Y, Z. And I said, I don't think so. And we had a little bit of a discussion about it. Um, and he was right. So there you go. Yeah, the, days- well, the thing is, Morrow said early on... What? Morrow said early on what? And Morrow said early on that there was going to be a create or a thing that was going to be, that should have been in Modern but wasn't. And the thing that was missing from, mo- or from Modern Masters was Thoughtseize, so... Yeah. Surprise. That was a lot of the speculation. Nobody knew um, whether it was going to be that or necessarily something else, but this was definitely one of the big names that was tossed around. And here it is. Yay. Well, somebody read it because we're taking a break after this card. Thoughtsies. 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 All right. Thoughtsies. <laughs> All right. So Thoughtsies. For one black. Okay, okay. (laughs) It's a rare sorcery. Target creature reveals his or her hand. Wait, what? (laughs) Target (laughs) player, sorry. Target player reveals his or her hand. Target player. You you choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. You lose to you lose to life. It was a powerhouse in standard in its day. When was it originally printed? It was printed in Lorwyn. Lorwyn. Right, right. Because I remember thinking yeah. it had such a cute flavor to be, you know, lose your mind and some life spell. At least it wasn't a fish tied to a brick, you know. What was that card? What was that card? A fish tied to a brick. It was a discard spell in Lorwyn, and the the flavor of it was someone tied a brick to a fish and threw it at your head. <laughs> uh, that was what the I, art was. That sounds like something uh, one of the goblins would have done, but I don't recall the card off the yeah, top of my head. Oh, well. I'll look it up during the break. Thoughtseize is so good at what it does. I mean, uh, it's Thoughtseize. Yeah. The two like, life is almost inconsequential. It is downright inconsequential a lot of the time. Yeah, and the ability to take, like, on turn turn one, Thoughtseize is terrifying because you take your opponent's 
hand that they kept. So this is a hand that they want to play, and you remove whatever you can't handle or they really need from it. It's it's really powerful. Yes. You wreck it. But now I want a card that says target creature reveals their hand. Me too. I want to see how they're going to make that work. (laughs) That'd be weird. You're weird. I'm weird. What are you going to do about it? Uh, I'm going to take a musical break. So, yeah, Thoughtseize, whatever. All right. Like, everybody called it, like, 100 years ago. So, whatever. Yay, Thoughtseize. So, this is still Hero Month here on the Mana Pool. And last month was holding out for a hero. So, this month. This week. Uh, this week, this this year, this decade, we're going to do... Uh, hey, Scott, give me a song with hero in the title, quick. Faster. Uh, holding out for a hero. Yeah, I mean, this is the second show in September. Hero by AIG. All right, Scott took too long. So let's just do uh, the Wallflowers version. Or do we want to do David Bowie? I prefer David the Bowie. Wallflowers version. <laughs> just because Bowie. Ben likes Bowie better. I don't have that one, so I'd have to go find it and don't download music illegally. It's wrong. <laughs> so... Uh, this is the Wallflowers cover of Heroes, which was originally by David Bowie. And I didn't know that for, like, years. I don't know if that makes me good at this game or bad at this game. Did you know that? Uh, was a You're still thinking of a song over there, aren't you? <laughs> oh, he blanked. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the Manipool webmaster and my roommate, Scott. Say hi. Hola. There we go. So, uh, enjoy some... What was his name? Jacob Dylan? It was, like, Bob Dylan's kid, but something. Whatever. Wallflowers BRB. We could be heroes. For how many days? Living heroes. 31? I was Until you get 28. hit on the head by a fish. Yeah. So it was Noggin Whack. It was a tribal sorcery from Mordingtide that had Prowl. So everyone, go look that up. Because it's Noggin Whack. You know what? I it's, might just make that the episode uh, picture. There you go. Heroic Noggin Whack. <laughs> Yes. So, speaking of heroic... Oh, yeah, there's a dude here with heroic. So a I'm wood- going to take it. I'll say I would tell Dirk to read it, but he wandered off, so why don't you take it? All right, a Crowan Crusader. For a red, it's a creature-human-soldier common. It's a 1-1, and it has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets a Crowan Crusader, put a 1-1 red soldier creature token with haste onto the battlefield. So whenever you point a thing at him, he goes, hey, go over here. And then there's another one. Which is actually really cool. I like it. For a one drop, that's not yeah. bad. Hmm. Make more dudes. Make more dudes. And they have haste. That's important. Yeah. That's, you can just, wow. You can just run in there with them immediately. Is that my cape? Okay. He really wants to wear a crab on his head. He really Yes, does. he does. I mean, he's already got that thing that's sort of crab-shaped on his head. Yeah. Hmm. That's a okay. helmet. <laughs> look at that big fin. That's definitely... Like, it's got the weight of a head crab. Whoa, head crab! That's a whole other thing. Oh, no. Quick, get the gravity gun. Okay. So, nice and straightforward there. Nothing nothing to see here. Nope. This next one is ridiculous. 
like yes, not not ridiculous because it's great, but ridiculous because it's just ridiculous that they printed this. It's weird. Yeah. So hey, Brian. Sure. Uh, we talked about oracles before. This is another kind of oracle. Flame Speaker Adept. For two and a red, it is a 2-3. Human Shaman Uncommon. Uh, when you scry, Flame Speaker Adept gets plus two, plus oh, and gains first strike until end of turn. So obviously the first time you scry, comes a 4-3 first strike, which is pretty sweet. If you manage to pull off more than one scry in a turn, it is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And with instants that have scry on them, attacking into this thing becomes very dangerous. And I'm guessing there's a cycle of one drop instants that have um, scry on them. So let's find out what the red one is. I mean, we've seen two already, right? Yeah, a white one and a blue one. Yeah. Yep. So, so imagine, if you will, you you attack with your flame speaker adept. Someone goes, well, I'm going to get around this. You can't trick me. I'm going to double block it. And you go, oh, darn, you got me. And you cast the uh, the boomerang voyage, voyages, what's it called? Voyage's Voy- End. Voyage's End. You cast Voyage's End, targeting one of their dudes and giving your guy first strike. That yeah. is not Magical Christmas Land. That's easily doable. That's, That's totally reasonable. extremely doable, as is um, God's Willing, which is the oh, same sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Seems pretty good. Yes. So, uh, Chewie, do you want to bring down the hammer? <laughs> Stop. Hammer time. Hammer time. <laughs> hey, Dirk. Yes. You, you should read the hammer time. Hammer of Porphyros. Or, yeah, Porphyros. Alright, for one and two red, it's a legendary enchantment artifact that's rare. Legendary enchantment. Porphyros' anvil. Legendary enchantment artifact. I don't think we've seen, we've never seen enchantment artifact before, ever. I think even, um, even in Esper on Alara, we had some, colored artifacts and some colored artifacts that were creatures, but never an enchantment artifact. So, wah. They couldn't figure out how to... The uh, Esperites couldn't figure out how to put uh, steel on magic. But the <laughs> people figured out how to put magic on steel. Wow. That was awful. So, <laughs> so keep going, Dirk. Alright. Creatures you control have haste. Check, sir. <laughs> Um, and for two and a red, and tap, sacrifice the land, put a 3-3 three, three colorless golem enchantment artifact creature token onto the battlefield. Which, needless to say, has haste. Because, you know, yep. creatures you control have haste. Have haste. Take this land I don't need anymore, turn it into a 3-3. Three, three. That then punches you. That then punches you. That seems... Pretty good. I mean, it's not my favorite ever. You're, you're, I mean, but. you're not gonna. If, if you're going really aggressive, you might have a couple, one or two drops, or a bunch of one and two drops. Literally, have this be the top of your curve or very close to it, and just start churning out stuff. But more often than that, you're probably just gonna be at the point, especially in limited, where you just don't need any more lands, where you just need guys. Three, three tokens. It looks like. 
the average size of creatures in this set is not small. No. But a 3-3 is still pretty sizable, so the ability to just keep churning them out just for the low, low cost of lands that you've already got, it's pretty cool. Seems good. I like it. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it's my favoritest thing ever. And the fact that it makes colorless golem enchantment artifact creature token. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Can't wait to see the token for that. The token is literally, there's no art, it's just a line of text. <laughs> Uh, it's greater morphling. With, with a golem's picture sort of taped onto the card. Yeah. It's like a, a, a post-it, so you have to lift it up to finish reading the card. <laughs> that is greater morphling. <laughs> so, I guess, Chewy, do you like minotaurs? I do like this. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, Rageblood Shaman for one and two red is a rare Minotaur Shaman. He's a 2-3 with Trample, and he gives your other Minotaur creatures plus one, plus one, and Trample. Hell yeah. So he's a Minotaur Lord. That's not stupid. <laughs> Have we ever had a Minotaur Lord ever? Yeah, a hundred years ago in, like, Homelands, I think. Yes. Oh, it was a Minotaur... Count. What was it called? Do you remember? It's some kind of ancestor? Anaba ancestor, I think. That sounds right. A lot of people seem to be excited about this card. I think half of it is casual people saying, hey, look, finally a Minotaur Lord. This is awesome. And then the other half are people saying, hey, look, a card that makes Boros Reckoner even better. It's because true. Because Boros Reckoner needed... And no, a Nava Ancestor taps to give target Minotaur plus one, plus one. Uh, <laughs> still sort of a Lord. Kind there of. was a Lord. A novice spirit crafter, maybe, and um, I feel like it can the prototype, the archetypical Minotaur Lord is saying this isn't even my final form because Morrow said on Twitter that there is still a multicolored Minotaur Lord. Yeah, and it's legendary, isn't it? I think, I think it's what he said. I think so. I'll yeah. pull up that article. Yeah. Yes. We, but, we um, talked. A Naba Spirit Crafter gives all Minotaurs plus one plus O. Oh. So yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah. Thank that's... you, Ben. Oh, I'm excited about that. Woo! I'm awesome. And look at him. He just looks so badass. Look at him. He's like a werewolf Minotaur. He's angry. <laughs> He's getting ready to throw a Kamehameha. He sort of is. He's like building a spirit ball in front of him there. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Shall we keep going? Yes. These next two are yep. pretty cool. Who wants the guy breaking out of the mountain? I Nobody wants I... the guy breaking out of the mountain. <laughs> I, want I guess I will. I'm still looking for that article by... Okay, read uh, it. There. Stone so Shock Giant. For three and two red, it's an uncommon giant. That's a 5-4. Wow. For six and two red, it has monstrosity of three. I noticed the monstrosity of three seems to really be a recurring theme. Uh, when the Stone Shock Giant becomes size. monstrous, creatures without flying, your opponent's control can't can uh, can't block this turn. I want to say cannot, but That's it says good. can't. Same thing. Good. Uh, it staggers all before before we get too far. Creatures. Uh, Morrow's article says. A multicolor Minotaur Lord. It does not specifically say that it is legendary. Okay, that's so. too bad. Might not be. Yeah. 
But so once again, for five, a guy with five power. So they really want you to got, run these guys out on curve and then build them up later. But which is fine. Yeah. Th- yeah, I think that's the idea. No, I think that's great. I'm not yeah. disappointed. I think that's awesome. Uh, they could have easily gone with you know just for for seven a, f- a four four you know really really make you pay for it. But instead. They want these guys to actually be good. Yeah, there were there were two ways they yes. could go with this. They could make guys that were big and overcosted already, and have a smaller monstrosity cost. Or they went with the way that's more like playable friendly. Make it a good card uh, that's costed right, and then throw a massive monstrosity cost on it. Because they want these when you make something monstrous, they want you to go ah. Like, yeah. they want you to stand up and growl and stuff. Yeah. They probably don't want you to stand up and growl, but you're gonna. Might actually, I'm sure yeah, some of them probably it's... would, would like you to do that, yeah. And it's funny, um, a lot of, we've talked before about how you can activate the monstrous cost, uh, at any time, as long as it's not already monstrous. Stone Shock Giant is one of the first ones where you really want to do it during your turn, unless you just want a bigger creature, because, Otherwise, that effect is just going to go ahead and expire. Right. Right. And also, he's not going to mountain down, and everyone's like, oh, God, run for cover. How cool is that? Yes. <laughs> you can't block your busy dodging my rocks, son. Where he blows up a mountain and the aftershocks cause everyone to fall over. Also that. There's so many different ways to flavorful it. It's probably all of the above. I'd probably. <laughs> I, I kind of picture two humans running away from him, and one says, must go faster, must go faster. And the other one gets hit by a boulder. <laughs> must go much faster. Woo. Oh, well. But so, not, all the, not all the giants are anti-human, though. Nope. That was a good segue. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, Prometheus is ridiculous. Some, somebody read that. The, um, the Titan of Eternal Fire. It is five and a red for a creature giant rare. It's a five six. And each creature, human creature you control has red tap. This creature deals one damage to a creature or player. So when Morrow said that a giant that brought fire to humans was going to be in the set, I predicted that he would either make your humans into mana rituals when they ETB or that he was going to give your humans the ability to ping. I'm so right. <laughs> and, the, and it's funny. It's not even just... All your humans get tapped, but they actually have to pay the red. So you're not, it's not even just, he's literally bringing the fire to them and then they make the fire and shoot it at, at, um, at things. So I, yes. I feel like even just that little red mana symbol, again, in this set, goes so far with the flavor. So I'm I turning think, into a broken record, but I, I think I can, that little red mana symbol actually is probably more there to make him fair. And yeah. There's that too. Because on turn six, if you've got let's you know three other humans and you drop this guy and then just ping a bunch of things, that seems that good. seems too good. I don't know if that's too because good, it's though. well because it's always an ability you can have. You know, this yeah. isn't like that old spell like flame fusillade or whatever it was that makes you. Just tap things to ping things, or that there's a giant that did that with Persist, too. Yeah. This guy, this ability's always on, so in order to make it not completely stupid, they had to make you pay for it. Um, yeah, I mean, persistent. yeah. I, I could see, I, I could see them maybe going so far as to, as to do it, but, um, 
I do agree that it makes it more balanced to do it this way. So I think it works both ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Hmm. I think what's fun is that we now officially have something that will ping, and because all the heroic stuff says when you it says cast a spell. Oh, is it yeah. cast a spell? Yes. Why did I had that same thing before? I was like, well, if you, you can just ping them somehow, then the, yeah. You really want to hurt your own guy? Well, no, I it's, don't I ever keep thinking that me. it says becomes the target. Don't ever summon me. Dirk's gonna be like, all right, I want you to. Before you attack oh, yeah. that guy, I want you to stab yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, it's just that, no, I'm, I, I mean, it does kind of have a flavor text where it's like you little fire and you can light the, someone else's spirit or something like that. But yeah, I keep thinking that whenever I see heroic, I keep forgetting that it says cast a spell. All I keep seeing is targets this and then something happens. Pretty sure that's something else. Well, you know, it casts a spell, it targets it, not just something will target it and things happen. So, I keep forgetting that fact. You'll be alright. I know. No. Um, Unless we got more about that, we're moving into green. And we've got Commune with the Gods for one and a green. It's a sorcery, it's common. Reveal the top five cards of your library. You may put a creature or enchantment card from among them into your hand. Put the rest into your graveyard. So, once again, the same sort of green tutor effect, uh, limited tutor effect that we seem to see once a set. Usually, it's either for lands or creatures because, uh, because we've got enchantments here. That works too. Um, only can get one of them, but, you know, it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something, or here lately, there's always been something like that, so. Yeah. And it usually goes with it, so this one is, uh. Yeah. Enchantment. It makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah. Don't need to spend a whole lot of time on it. It's, it's, it is, it's there. The next card is kind of more interesting. Hunt the Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. For Sweet. one green, it's a uncommon sorcery. Target green creature you control gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. It fights target green creature and opponent controls. Now, when you play this spell, the world ends. Um, When you play this spell, you actually have to have two legal targets for this. you got to have your green creature, and you got to have an opponent has to have a green creature that you can target. So, um, so it's a bit almost limited in its, in its usefulness. It's great if you can pull it off. Plus two, plus two for a single green. It is sorcery speed, but also the ability to then, you know, fight something else. Uh, prey upon costs a single green. So this basically says prey upon plus a creature pump. But your guy has to be green and their guy has to be green. But it's kind of interesting to see a creature pump spell that might belong in a sideboard. Because how many creature pump spells can you say that about? Mm. Like target? No, I got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to make something up, but that's dumb. So I kind of like it. I don't know how useful it will be, but I kind of like it because it's it's just not another, oh, look, it's a pump spell that uses the mechanic of the set. It's one you actually have to think about. That's probably going to be the green scry spell, actually. Plus two, plus two, scry one. Yeah, there'll probably be one of those. That would probably be pretty sweet. 
Next. Next. Well, yes. well one thing real quick oh, with okay. this. Um, because this and uh, what was the green card from In and Straw where you essentially sort of the same thing where you make your creature fight someone else's. I remember hard. that Contested Cliffs was one. It was in red, and you would force two creatures to fight. Well, it was, and now it was it a land. Over, and over time, it's now shifted into green. Well, well, Contested Cliffs was a land that you you had to pay a red and a green. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it seems to have shifted way more into green now and less red. It, it is primarily in green, and you do see that in some other cards like... Um, uh, well, Prey Upon would be one of them. Um, but red does get them, too. There was the red card from Innistrad or Dark Ascension where a creature literally, you, you force two creatures to fight each other regardless of their controllers, and there was one that where a creature literally fought itself, um, dealt damage to itself equal to its own power. <laughs> it was great against Obliterator. Uh, so it still belongs Rack in both... Madness. But, Rack with Madness, thank you. Uh, but you, it does seem to primarily belong in green now. Between this, uh, the hermit guy that can, uh, force people to, the, the, with the bear that can force people to attack or, or fight. So, so yes, it does belong primarily in green. Yeah. Next. Who is next? Uh, Parametra's Acolyte. Oh. Oh. Right, Derek? You go ahead. Uh, Alright. Parametra's Acolyte. Green a green. Creature, human, druid, uncommon. Tap. Add an amount of green to your mana pool equal to your devotion to green. And it's a four. Seems pretty good to me. What he said that you didn't hear was one four. <laughs> yeah, this this can get stupid fast. Oh, yeah. By the time you play, you should probably have at least one other green out. And, yeah, the ability to just tap... Usually the ability to tap anything at all for more than one mana gets out of hand very quickly. So I was like in, This is a bad-ass way to ramp into some monstrosity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When well, you that can, might be why whenever we get done with this, the next card monstrosity is, is six. Or uh, seven, sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, they're well, all really They're high. all big. Yeah, there, but, there's not... Yeah, there's not one that's really small that we've seen. Yeah, but this one, like the ability to tap and just add, let's say, four, let's be slightly generous, to these monstrosity costs. If the mon- like we just said, the monstrosity cost on the next one is seven. That's over half, just with whoop, if yeah. you've got other... So the Acolyte, the Asp, and like one other dude with two green in his mana cost. That's that's stupid. <laughs> Polychronos? World Eater? What? Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I will go, I'll go ahead and take the next card because I think Dirk needs to cover the green god because... <laughs> because Dirk. Because uh, I enjoy green gods. What so can this I say? is, this will be pretty quick. It's the Nessian Asp for four and a green. It is a four five snake. Not too bad. It's a common. It's got reach and it's got a monstrosity of six and a green. Monstrosity four. Now it's interesting. Mike and I were having this discussion when we first heard about monstrosity and he thought that there would always be a um something that happens when a creature becomes monstrous because it deals with the memory issue since there are other th- other ways in the set 
to get plus one plus one counters on it. He thought there was always going to be some sort of effect of when this creature becomes monstrous, do X or Y. Or as long as this creature's monstrous, like the uh, hundred-handed one. So this is the first one we've seen where it's literally just get four plus one plus one counters. So I wish he was here to for me to rub it in his face. And his other face, because there's two faces with this ass. But um, but <laughs> anyway, I mean, uh, but again, this is pretty reasonable. I'm four or five with reach is going to stop a lot of things. You turn it into an eight, nine. Nothing is getting through that. Nothing. Something? No. Oh. If only I could give it trample. Oh well. Oh, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that, right? I guess so. Hopefully we won't have to wait very long. Alright, well, let's talk about Nilia, God of the Hunt. Or Nylia? Sure. Nylia. Nylia, I always go with Nylia. Nylia, God of the Hunt. Go with Nylons. (laughs) For three and a green, it's a legendary enchantment creature, God. That's a mythic, that's a 6-6. Not bad. Indestructible, pretty good. As long as your devotion to green is less than five, Nylia isn't a creature. Okay. Other creatures you control have trample. Aw, yeah. <laughs> and for three and a green, target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of the of end of your turn. Sorry, combat math. Never going to be your friend ever again. Go ahead and block however you want to block because it doesn't really matter. You're just going to lose. Mm. Yeah. So... Seems pretty sweet. It makes sense that the green god is a little bigger than the white god, being a 6-6 versus a 5-6. The fact that all your guys, all your other creatures have trampled. I do find it a little strange. Strange. The white god gives all your other creatures vigilance, but not itself. The nope. green god gives all your other guys trample. It's It's funny because they're like bestowing this upon your other guys, but they don't have it themselves. It's Which is disappointing. Well, I mean, uh, a 6-6 six, six indestructible with trample for 4 is not even slightly fair. I'm, but she has that devotion thing. Yeah, Still, but... In green, that's, that's real easy. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's not... I think Chewie's got a point. Maybe that's the reason that the devotion cost is like less than 5 versus less than 10 or something. So I just, from a, from a flavor perspective, it's kind of interesting. I'm not really torn up about it. I'm just like, hmm. Um, but yeah, but the fact that she gives it to everybody else is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yes. Because Polkronos needed trample. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Speaking of Nylea, the next card is holding her bow. Is he now? I think so. Well, We're reaching for it anyway. Could be. Well, what is it then? You're so smart. Reverend Hunter. To an agreeing creature, human archer, rare. When Reverend Hunter enters the battlefield, put a pl- number plus one plus one counters on it equal... To your devotion to green, and it is a 1-1. One, one. So it's a 2-2 two, two automatically. Yes. 2-2 two, two for 3, at least. Yeah. At least. That's, I don't know. This pretty straightforward. Yeah. Seems pretty good. I feel like it might be a little bit of a trap, because you might get into the how big can it go sort of mentality, and Except you might put out too many other guys. Um, but Yeah, overreach. But, you know, hey, if, if you play like a turn one mana dork and a turn two mana dork and then play this guy, 
I mean, seems pretty sweet to me. So, hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, not much to say about him. He's you, sort of a big green dork. You should play him with other things that cost green. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I will say he is one of those guys that cost three that you actually really don't mind top decking late as long as you know you're not talking about having a completely empty board. If the game is kind yeah. of in a stall situation, this guy can be can help solo. speed it up exactly. <laughs> All right, next we've got Daxos of Miletus, Miletus, my lettuce. Uh, Lego my lettuce. Cabbage. Um, my cabbages. So, but it's Daxos. Uh, for one, a white and a blue. Oh, he must have something to do with control. Uh, he's a legendary creature, human soldier. 2-2. Two, two. He doesn't look like he has anything to do with control from the art. Um, he cannot be blocked by creatures with power 3 or greater. Okay. And whenever he deals combat damage to a player... Exile the top card of that player's library. You gain life equal to that card's converted mana cost. I'm going to keep going because the card keeps going. Until end of turn, you may cast that card, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. That's crazy. That's freaking ridiculous. And it's a rare. It's not a mythic. It's a rare. So. That's pretty sweet. It, this reminded me a lot of um, that blue-white hybrid guy from Shadowmoor. That when he hits an opponent, you draw a card, you reveal a top card, and and I think gain life, and then uh, draw that card. Draw gain, huh? I can't. I remember what that's called. Something auger. Um, this, but Mark Rosewater auger augury adept. Augury yes. Mark, Mark Rosewater went on the record and said he didn't like that card because he felt like it was a multicolored card. That because it was hybrid mono blue, nothing about that card was mono blue. Um, especially the gain life part. So he felt like it was hybrid, really um, <coughs> kind of entrenching or encroaching on multi pure multicolored design space. So this to me feels like. He almost had it in the back of his mind this whole time of how do I do this the right way in an actual white blue non hybrid card. And this, so to me, this really felt like that throw on the fact that you're milling them instead of yourself, but you should still be able to cast it so you can cast mana of any color to, to cast it. And the fact that you can't be blocked by creatures power three or greater, all you have to do is stick an enchantment on this guy to make him bigger than a two-two, and he's gonna win all the fights. I think I like this guy. I don't know if you could tell. I someone have no on, idea. Someone on Salvation joked uh, um, that he he if uh, you could get the curse of swine instant speed, he's running at he's running at you, he's running at you, he's running at you, and then you cast him. Like ah, ah, pigs, my one weakness. Because <laughs> they block with a bunch of pigs. Pigs are two twos, so yep. they can block him. I guess that is important to remember. They can still it's gang. A pig pile. Oh, that's hot. Meat and eggs we eat. Uh, that is not hot. No. All right. Uh, next. So that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Next. Yep. It's the giant. It's the cyclops. The what? The oh, cyclops. I scrolled too far. Hang on. Yeah, sure. What have I done? 
I yeah, don't know. This next one is the Polis Crusher. Oh, well, someone read that. I want to read the Underworld Cerberus, though. Where Underworld Cer... Oh, here... Okay, Polis Crusher. Here he is. Here he is. I got him. Uh, for two, a red and a green, he's a 4-4 rare Cyclops. He has trample, and possibly more importantly, protection from enchantments. Hmm. That's cool. You cannot bestow him. Uh, so, protection from enchantments, trample. 4-4 four, four, for four. That's good. For four, a red and a green, he has monstrosity three. So that's six. To become a 7-7. Seven, seven. Seems good. Yep. Whenever Polis Crusher deals combat damage to a player, if he's monstrous, you destroy target enchantment that player controls. This guy just does not like enchantments. He hates he, them. He's all about not some magic. An enchantment took his toe. Look. It must have. I bet he's pissed about that. I bet. And, probably poked uh, him in the eye, too, because that's just cold. In In this set... You know, if we saw this in another set, we'd go, okay, you know, that's fine. He blows up an enchantment. But in this set, that is, and they can't, the enchantment creatures can't even block him. Nope. So the fact that he can be a 7-7 seven, seven for 6 mana, or I guess you might consider it 10 mana. Somebody somewhere is going to say it's 10 mana, but no, the 6 mana for the monstrosity uh seems pretty darn good. You cannot chain this guy to the rocks. <laughs> Aside yeah. from the fact he's big enough he could crush the rock, but... Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Ben. All right. It's Cerberus time. Underworld Cerberus. Three in a black and a red. Creature Hound Mythic. Underworld Cerberus can't be blocked except by three or more creatures. Cards and graveyards can't be the targets of yeah. spells or abilities, and when he dies, exile it, and each player returns all creature cards from his or her graveyard to his or her hand, and he's a 6-6. Six, six. So, so presumably each head has two power and two toughness. Yeah. Each one looks like it could, you know, eat a pig. Yeah. So that's the new test for two twos. Could Is eat lots this... of pigs. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, can it be of a pig? I was shocked when I realized that this card was not legendary. Nope. Um, there is, there's so much going on here from a flavor perspective, from a, from a gameplay perspective, uh, from a flavor perspective, it's great. He's actually literally guarding the underworld. That's Both what he ways. does. Both ways. That's what Cerberus does too. So. Cerberus is a bad mother. If you've if you've read any Greek mythology, you don't mess around with this thing. Nope. Um, unless you're Hercules. Unless you're Hercules, because Hercules messes with everybody. Um, or so- Sora, Donald, and Goofy. <laughs> yes. Sora, Donald. Goofy. Yeah. Get up on the server. He's still a big pain in the butt. He's much harder in the first game than he is in the second. Um, oh, can I make the obvious joke? When you yes. crack an underworld Cerberus. Like at the pre-release or something, you should hold it up and go, I got fluffy! Just to make everyone throw things at you. <laughs> Harry Potter reference for the win. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, that I was so bad it kicked him. Ben off the internet. <laughs> Again? <laughs> he's, having some, he's having some issues. Uh, but uh, from a, so that, from a flavor perspective, awesome. From a gameplay perspective, it's a 6-6 six, six for five that can't be blocked except by three or more creatures. That's good on its own. That's good all on its own. 
And then it also protects graveyards, which means that, that last ability is not always necessarily a boon. It no, and that's and, and that's where has been eating things. Yeah, and, and I and I was gonna mention that that you know they also get all their stuff back, and if they've been throwing anything under the Cerberus, plus you're in black and red, you're probably blowing up their stuff. They're probably they stand a decent chance. Of getting more stuff back to you. Also keep in mind this thing will always be exiled unless you found another way to get into your graveyard, like through discarding or um, milling or something like that. But I mean, seriously though, this thing is really good. And it stops graveyard hate. Except for untargeted like Tormald's Crypt, this thing actually stops yeah. graveyard ha- hate. That is important. Not many things. There's so many things that actually do hate out the graveyard. There's not many that things that actually protect it. It also does hate it out to a certain extent because you can't reanimate out of it. Yeah, but so I'm, no trips to the underworld while he's alive. Uh, I know, I know, and I and and I'm not denying that. But because there is so much graveyard hate, that part feels a little bit like yeah, we've seen that before. We've seen plenty of effects that, you know, you, you exile these cards before you can get them back or, or, um, you can't target them at all or anything like that. But the fact that it, um, that it prevents them from messing with it at the same time is, uh, it's definitely interesting. So. Yes. Yeah. I'm afraid your, uh, your trips to the underworld are, in fact, one way flights. No, uh, no round trips. Nope. So are we done with the Cerberus? Damn it, I was uh, muted. I kept saying yay, and then nobody heard it. It was the worst. No. Uh, yeah, we're done. Um, yeah. This next one is great. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about it? Sure. It's the Witch's Eye for a single colorless mana. It's an equipment that is uncommon. It equips for one. So it costs one. It equips for one. And it has, well, equipped creature has, pay one, scry one. Pay one and tap and scry one. Once again, scry one. Yeah. Like, again, the flavor on this is freaking sweet, but I don't know if it's actually that good. Like, in limited, I'm sure you want this, but other than that... Yeah, yeah. Any sort of of recursive scry, you're going to be digging... I do like the fact that it doesn't de-equip itself. Like, it doesn't unattach itself, so you don't have to keep paying the equip cost. Yeah. But... Whoa! Here we go. If you've got a couple, like a handful of dudes... And the uh, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up again. The flame speaker adept. You can here scry, here scry, here scry, here scry. Swing for like twelve. That's pretty cool. Or however many. And and that's assuming that there aren't any other cards in the set that care about you scrying. Yeah, I'm sure there probably are. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I just great there was a card that said whenever you scry, draw a card. Wow. I just want it to be eroded to say, if equipped creature dies, put an extra counter on jar of eyeballs. <laughs> but I oh, guess you, you keep the witch's eye out, so I guess you wouldn't get that. So that's too bad. <laughs> Dang it, man. All right. They so drop the eye and you have to go pick back up. We're getting close. We've been going a long time. We're getting close to the end. We've yep. got uh, Nykthos, Shrine to Nyx. It's a legendary land. It's rare. You can tap to add colors to your mana pool. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, please be sure to tip your server. Oracle. Or tip your Oracle. Uh, oh, there's more writing on the card. I've discovered more writing on the card. Oh, uh, right. Two colorless. Tap 
choose a color. Add to your mana pool an amount of mana of that color to your devotion, equal to your devotion to that color. So, obvious comparison, Cabal Coffers, because everybody's already said it, you know, but, but, whereas Cabal Coffers just requires you to have swamps, this you actually have to have guys out of those mana colors. So, and it's legendary, but, it's still pretty sweet. It still taps for a colorless, which Cabal Coffers cannot do. It's very similar to Karamatra's uh, Acolyte. Acolyte. Except hmm. in- instead of it being specifically green, this can go in any color that you have more of. So this is exactly. probably, if you're going to run like the, the Underworld Cerberus, this is going to be one of the few ways that you're going to be able to have the Devotion. And be able to hypothetically run multicolor well. Well, this requires two colors to get started. So I don't, I don't know about that because you're going to have to make sure that you, it's not going to add mana to your mana pool that you don't already have. Because let's well, no, say, you're, let, let, let's say you're running a black and red deck and you're looking for mountains, but all you've got is swamps. You're not going to be able to play your red guys to then have devotion to red. So, it, mm, that's kind of tough. But I do like this in EDH because you can only have one Cabal Coffers in EDH. So it, it fills that sort of role, but in a different way. Mm, Any I land... like this in like a big multiplayer Big Red deck. Like Mike's Koth uh, uh, Big Red deck. Yeah. Seems okay. It seems like he's going to want this in that deck. Um, could go in the uh, mono black trading post deck that I've seen. I played against against one round one at Friday Night Magic, and it's kind of similar to deck to uh, Mike's deck, except it's centered around trading post. <coughs> um, so that might use it. Any land that has the potential to tap for more than one mana, you gotta keep an eye on it because there's that Tolarian Academy. Is this gonna be really stupid feeling, you know? And don't, I'm, I'm not comparing it to Talarian Academy. I'm just saying when you have that potential, you really gotta watch out. Yeah. We got two more cards. I like it. Two more cards! Two more cards. Oh, and the promo cards. Two more, actually. And well, we already cards. know about most of the promo cards. Well, do we wanna do the two new ones and then hit the promos real quick? Have. Yeah, let's... Yeah. No, let's do the promo cards first. Okay. Okay, so the pre-release promos, there's five again, and it's the five creatures from the intro packs that we talked about last week. Yep. Uh, yeah. You rant away, because I agree. Me too. For me, I was a little disappointed when they did this with the same creatures of the intro packs in Ravnica, but I came around on that. I did, because you could use them. And because they tied into what your guild was doing. These you can't use. And they're the same ones as the intro packs, again, which for me was the big fail last time. So you have all the downside, but none of the upside. So it, for me, it feels like a cop-out. And instead of giving us something really cool, it's just giving us something that we could pay $10 to get. And could we get this special foil promo for that one? No, but we're missing out on a special foil promo of something else. So I'm 
I'm Brian just, is apparently typing on his computer. That's not me. No, that's Ben. Damn it, stop typing. driving me crazy. <laughs> Can I have a question? Um, um, but, um, no, so I don't like this. That's where I was going. Ba- okay. Basically, I just, yeah. I could spend ten more minutes ranting about Chewy, you agree? Brian can't talk when someone's typing, and it says that someone's typing. He has to sit there and watch it. But, yeah, I mean, these are cool. Like Brian said, it was a shame we're not getting something cool. These are cool, but do we really need five? No. No. I mean... And do they have to be the same ones you can get in an intro pack? Well, I mean, when's the last time any of us bought an intro pack? Last week. Okay, well, other than Ben. A while ago. Yeah, so, I mean, that doesn't bother me. It's just the fact that there's five is what bothers me, like... You remember the days of the one pre-release card like we had in Dragon's Maze and everyone was fine with that? An M14. An M14 and everyone was fine with that? Uh, I I just hope that this does not become a recurring thing, which... I I guess they they want people to want to go to more than one pre-release, but there's got to be a better way. Yeah. But oh well. So... So that's those. those. Yeah. We know what those are. We do. We talked about them already. Yes. So then there's the release promo. This is new. Which is super sweet. It's, uh, who's her? I'll just read it. I don't care. It's the Bident of Thassa. So, or Thassa. Steve. So, you know, a trident, that thing that, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Poseidon has, is a big three-pronged fork. That's a trident. Trident. So that means that a Bident is a big two-pronged fork. So if you have a Unident, then you just have a spear. Right, a spear is a unident. Good call. <laughs> I bet Bident gum is not nearly as tasty as Trident gum. It's probably not. But it is a another legendary enchantment artifact because it's the god's the enchantment artifact. It's legendary. <laughs> it costs two blue blue. I have the hiccups. That is not on the card. Two blue blue for a rare. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. <laughs> That's cool. And then for one and a blue and tap, creatures your opponents control attack this turn if able. What that actually says is creature your opponents control get the hell out of the way so that you can draw a lot of cards. Yep. Yes. But from a flavor perspective, it worked because she is the um, she's the goddess or god, I guess, of the sea. So it's the tide. She's kind of Saying, she, I don't know. I th- I'm she's al- she's also the goddess of um, long-term plans and wills. Yeah. So she manipulates the wills of mortals to go yeah. to battle. They they said in the flavor article that she is the very slowest to act, but she yep. never stops acting. She never stops moving. And if you ever get on her bad side. You will always be on her bad side, and you'll be on her bad side for thousands of years. So and then she'll sink you. <laughs> I do like looking at this card and looking at the hammer, which are the two legendary enchantment artifacts that we've got so far. I like that actually that both of them have double their mana cost in there. It's really interesting that we're in an environment now where having two of a color in a casting cost can be a positive because like it's working that. toward devotion. So it's it's an interesting way. It's it's flipping um, what we think about mana costs kind of reverse. So this actually gets you two blue toward your um, Thassa, whatever she does. Yes. High school. Yes. It's a it's a pretty art too. Might make me want to go to a release uh, tournament Thanks. somewhere. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Next, game day cards. Who wants to read the Phalanx Leader? I can read um, it. Okay, read it. Phalanx Leader. For two white, it's a human soldier that's a uncommon 1-1. It has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets uh, Phalanx Leader, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Wah-wah. I like him with Heliod. <laughs> I like him with all sorts of things. But Young he, he Pyromancer goes, says yo. He goes two more towards uh, Heliod's devotion, as and well as making all pumps up all those clerics. That's yep. cool. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm thinking I might build a uh, a Boros deck after this comes in Ooh, with Phalanx yes. Leader and and um the um the Young Pyromancer maybe building up into. Uh, Heliod, Heliod, assemble the Legion, um, and Elspeth and that sort of thing, and just red white, make a bunch of dudes attack. Soon you are going to be pleasantly surprised. I like being pleasantly surprised. Speaking as someone who reads unofficial spoilers, you are going to be very pleasantly surprised. Alrighty then. That makes me how pleasant. (laughs) Oh. So the uh, Phalanx Leader is the participation promo. Everyone who plays in game day gets it. And the Night Howler is the prize promo that the top eight gets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, read that. All right, Night Howler. One black black for an enchantment creature horror, and it's rare. It's got bestow of two black black. It's a zero zero. Yes. And, it, and the Night Howler and enchanted creature get each get... Plus X plus X, where X is the number of creature cards in all graveyards. Aw, I want it to be enchanted creature is a zero zero. Hmm. That'd be awesome. That would be the coolest enchantment. That would be the best bestow ever. Because you bestow, and the creature goes, ah, and die, and then you'll get a dude. Who then then dies because it's a zero zero. And and your your, um, blood artist in modern is is going to be like... Because he won't be in standard anymore. Hmm. But seriously, this oh. thing, all graveyards, that's pretty sweet. This takes us back to Lurgoyf, which... Yeah, we haven't seen all graveyards for a while. No. With Innistrad, the focus was on your graveyard with, uh, like, the the worm, the bone worm. Whatever. Yeah, the boner worm. Even Gerard was like, only my graveyard. And, let's say you just throw this on a guy... Um, the bestow cost is actually really reasonable. This thing only costs four, which is the like one of the cheapest bestows we've seen. Well, yeah. when that guy dies, Nighthower comes in and it's gonna be at least one more power and toughness than it would have been otherwise. Yeah. So there's some synergy right there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh the last one is the buy a box promo, which is the Ooh. Sylvan Carrot Carrioted. 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 Which I felt like I, I had heard this name before, and I thought, oh, it's a reprint. It's not a reprint. Well, that was Carvin Carrioted. There we go. Yeah. That's it. Um, for one is very good. Usually the buy boxes are pretty good. Uh, not all the time, but usually they are. Uh, for one in a green, it's a plant, and it's rare, and it's a 0-3 defender with hexproof. Um, tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. If you have been playing two years or less, and there are a number of people that have joined in the last few years, you might not remember Birds of Paradise because it has, it has not been in 
a um, core set. A core set in a couple of years. It was a for one green zero one flying bird. <clears throat> Uh, for one green that you get to have to add one mana, R&D has always hated it, including publicly and privately, because it's one of the best cards in green, and it's a zero-one bird. Yep. It's a flying creature for one green, and they're like, this does not make any sense for green. So this could be the the birds of paradise that they're willing to reprint again, because Utopia Tree just isn't that great. Um, this is better. <laughs> this is better. The fact that they can't kill it, they can't bolt it, as Ben was saying, bolt the bird. That's what you do to a bird is you kill it. And you can't kill this as easily. So you play this on turn two, you're going to have them there on turn three, uh, absent some sort of sacrifice effect or wrath. Seems good. This is actually just straight up better than Utopia Tree. Cause Utopia Tree was a zero two that cost the same amount and didn't have hexproof. Pretty much, yeah. It also didn't have Defender, so I guess. Oh. I guess, uh, I mean, I know in Mike's deck he's got Utopia Trees and um, Ancient for, <laughs> Forgotten Ancients, so uh, I guess he can always throw those counters on the uh, Utopia Tree and hit someone really head Which really he hard. Has. That and the, yeah. um, oh, the big commander card that makes all your plants bigger. The uh, Adventure of Zendikar. Yeah, that yeah. thing. He's got both of those in there. So, I mean, I've get gotten hit in the face with a giant Utopia tree before. It's not fun. <laughs> I don't know. This, like, I read all the parts, and I, my brain says that's good, but then I look at the card as a whole, and I'm like, nobody's going to play this. It has like, to have the, thinking thinking standard. No one's going to play this. It has to have a home. Like, is there a deck that's going to want to Monstrous accelerate? Ramp. Monstrous Ramp? I mean, possibly. Maybe. We'll have to see. That's one of the things is everybody looks at things from the lens of the previous standard. So we don't we don't really know. I always hear, oh, this is going to be huge after rotation. Oh, this is going to be terrible after rotation. Da, 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 da. And everybody's just saying don't that. Don't you just want to punch those people? Yes. I, I think people just want to feel like they have some control over it, especially when they've invested something in the game. I get that. I don't want to punch them, but I, mean, I, I also don't want to. I don't want to listen to them either, just because I think you know when you start making those assumptions, you're just asking to be proven wrong. So apparently, Chewie will come and find you and punch you, oh, like really? in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. They'll just I go from town to town. Exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> wow. Can I be Silent Bob? No. It, it, you know, mm. if it wasn't for the fact that I don't shut up, I could totally be Silent Bob. All right, then. When I'm around, I, when I'm around, Chewie is Silent Bob. <laughs> All right. So. By comparison. Gavin wrote something today with a preview card in it. He did. He did. Who wants there's that? A, there's a link to it. It's a, I just talked about the last card, but I like this one too. Um, Master of Waves. Three and a blue for a creature Merfolk Wizard, Mythic, pro red, protection from red, elemental creatures you control get plus one plus one, and when it enters the battlefield, put a number of zero one blue elemental creature tokens onto the battlefield equal to your devotion to blue. It's a two one. So it makes two ones equal to your, uh, equal to devotion to blue, I guess? Yes. This is weird. But what I really like about it, this may sound weird, but I actually like the fact that when he dies, they go away. 
it's like he makes all these guys that are two ones, but when he dies, they all disappear. So that feels very blue to me. I was they reading back dis- water. Uh, yeah, I was reading a discussion about why does blue get this ability, and I think the fact that it's that it is temporary. That you know, I mean, blue gets to summon things like with Tolerand, um, but the fact that they can then disappear later is is pretty cool. Now, of course, then if you play a second <laughs> copy of this guy, they don't necessarily go away when the first one dies. So I think this could be pretty strong. Oh, He's and. Very uh, progenitor mimic. Hmm. Oh dear, that's crazy. I just think about how weird this is, sort of like uh, with Jace's illusions and all that. Yeah, I was just about where, to say it's very reminiscent of illusions, which is a a good feel for blue. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, Dirk. Sorry. Well, I was just what I was thinking was that yeah, they get, the elemental creatures get plus one plus one, and like Brian said, as soon as this goes away, well. They don't have the power or they don't have the toughness to stay around anymore, just like with with the illusions. The illusions are these big creatures with – it seems almost like a, a waste to waste a spell on them to make them go away. But at the same time, they're they're very small toughness, but they got such big power mm-hmm. that if you don't do something about them, they will wreck your face. Yeah. And so, so, so this guy is pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. like like Gavin said in his article, if you even just play it by himself, he gives you another two one. Oh, play this guy, get a two one. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. This is why this guy is mythic. Um, and then if you've got anything else, that's just kind of silly. Yeah, I'm yeah. half wondering if he's hinting at something later in the block, like like more elementals. Uh, I I like, think. Hmm. Well, what if this universe, or what if Theros's Titan equivalents are elementals, like the creatures that predated the gods hmm. are elementals? I don't know. Have you Speaking. seen? <laughs> have Have you seen the um, trailer that they no. put out? I've okay, been you should, very bit. You should watch the trailer. I will. That's all I'll say on that. Never be as good as the book. Wait, what? Nothing. Okay. Dirk's just being funny. Yes. We're complaining so Dirk, about Percy Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So, so Dirk, for the for that, you should have to open the box. Uh, so it's is it Pixis? Sure. Pixis. Pixis. I think Pixis. Pixis of Pandemonium. For one, it's an artifact that's rare. Tap. Each player exiles the top card of his or her library face down. For seven and tap, sacrifice Pixis of Pandemonium. Each player turns face up all cards he or she owns exiled with Pixis of Pandemonium, then puts all permanent cards among them onto the battlefield. That is crazy. That's fantastic. It's pretty sweet. That's pandemonium. I, I kind of like them with scry. I, I like the fact that this actually could enable some form of turbo fog because what turbo fog needs is some way to actually quicken things up. And you know, yes, you're hitting yourself too, but those sorts of decks usually, you know, will use things like Temple Bell, like Howling Mine, and will still keep drawing themselves. But 
um, it's the opponent that's going to be in the position where, that's going to get blown out eventually because you're planning for this. So right off the bat, you just drop this, you just start milling, and then um, it's up to you whether you want to pop it later or not. Uh, and just go ahead and use it for that milling effect. And they don't know what they're losing. So that's nope. just kind of – they don't know if it's lands, their biggest bombs. They don't know what to plan for. That's great. Um, the paying seven and, and popping it is really risky because you don't know necessarily what they're getting. Um, so it's it's definitely, definitely risky. But it's also in that same vein of just – crazy fun warp world sort of thing too so i like that i like the fact that it costs seven because that way you know it's not it it, it takes a while to get there so i like it this, this this very much appeals to the chaos brian that you know runs rampant through the streets every now and then naked i mean what i can't admit that on the air sorry sorry i do like that uh so this is by bruce richard the guy who writes the serious fun column now Hey, Bruce. And I do like that his deck list down here, close to the bottom, has two cards that are black, which means you can't mouse over them to see them. The Pixies of Pandemonium and then four copies of next week's preview card. That makes me happy. Dang it, Bruce. Dang it, Bruce. I did not notice that. I tend to get a little focused on the, the preview card themselves. That Sometimes I read the whole rest of the article, and sometimes I don't. This morning I was getting ready for court, so it was a definitely not. Yeah. I was running yeah, this, off the class. This is fun. This whole set, I, like, as I said before, I thought that Innistrad was a flavor home run. And this is like, I don't know, uh, in bowling it's a turkey. Uh, what, what do you get? Is it, is it a, what is it when you get three or more runs in baseball? Is that a grand slam? Well, a grand or, slam is when the bases trick? are loaded. Okay. <laughs> I think it it's is, a hat trick. It is, it is a, hat a baseball trick. hat trick. We'll it's a turkey wear, wearing a hat trick. That's how good this is. It's a hat tricking turkey grand slam. And the hat is a crab. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A crab hat trick turkey grand slam. Is Can't you get that at Denny's? That sounds like a dessert. Mm. I'm going to have to order that next time I go to Denny's, oh. which will be probably never. Although I did go to Denny's on Sunday, so I guess I can't say anything. Well done, Chewy. Well, Lex wanted to go to breakfast somewhere far away, and I'm like, I won't be there by then. She goes, well, let's go to Denny's instead, because Denny's is right there, which gave me like an extra ten minutes to get ready. Because she woke me up, the bitch. But <laughs> So yeah, this, and of course, it's Pandora's box, which I don't think we mentioned, but Bruce uh, points out a couple times, which is awesome. Quick, what's Pandora's box? So, <laughs> if I vi- I don't remember the story exactly, but um, there was a titan um, who the gods wanted to punish, so and he had made a wife out of clay. So they sent him a box and told him never to open it, and they knew that his wife was Pandora was very curious. So she, they, once he left the house, um, she snuck over, got the box, opened it up. And all the ills of the world came out. Strife, hopelessness, strife, pain, war, that sort of wonderful stuff. Stuff that makes Magic the Gathering fun. <laughs> uh, and uh, she managed to get the top back on top of the box just in time to stop hope from escaping. So that's all humanity has left, hope, is hope. Seems good. Yes. Although with this, I don't know how much hope you're going to get. 
No, just chaos. <laughs> Alright. So I do believe that is it for preview cards that we feel like bothering with. There's more, yes. of course, that were official, but they're not on this page yet, and it's freaking late. So Yes. yes. Do we have time for final thoughts? Yeah, I... usually, if we make it quick. So, final thoughts, Mike. Damn it. Final thoughts, Brian. I'm too tired for final thoughts. I thought I had one. I enjoyed going to Friday Night Magic with Mike. It was great. Uh, I ended up going out of five, round, five rounds. I went three and two. Second round, I had to play against Mike. Okay. That's, uh, but I ended up going three and two. He ended up going four and one and did really well, and he won one booster pack, and then I won a booster pack for uh, just randomly given out. So I was like, ha-ha. So, so what, did, did. what did you play? I played a Jund deck. Uh, oh, it, it was it was kind of Jund. I, I had originally built this red-green land destruction deck because I thought, you know, we're never going to get Stone Rain again. They're just not going to do it. But a lot of these uh, LD spells that they print these days have other things going on to them, like Into the Maw of Hell basically destroys a creature. Um, that sort of thing. So I thought, well, and, and plus at four cost, we've got, um, uh, the, uh, Bramble Crush. Right. We, and we've got, um, Demolish. And for another couple, for another couple of weeks, we've got Craterize. So there's, there's some density there. But the more I looked at it, the more I was like, well, I really just need to add black to get into good things here, like Dreadbore and, and uh, Abrupt Decay and some of those other things. Don't have any Olivias, don't have any Thrag Tusks. Aww. So it's the only Jun deck in the world without those cards, but it was basically just um, play value creatures and try and and I still kept some of the like bramble crushes in there to just have answers to unexpected things uh like trading posts um that served pretty well so I when I was winning the, the rounds I was winning I was basically just um playing kind of the, the superior spells and just getting ahead and blowing up everything I couldn't deal with and going from there it was fun and Dirk was playing his, not Dirk Mike was playing his uh, black, um, black red, almost creatureless, homicidal seclusion deck. Yeah, but he calls it Steel Necro. Steel Necro, and he was doing very well with it. I saw him, um, at either round three or four in the last game, and he won a game, uh, he won in two games out of three, uh, a round that he had no business winning against a black white tokens deck that should have shut him down completely because in both the games that I saw, the end of the second game and in the third game, his his main source of damage was um, his uh, demon, the demon that you can sack a guy to tap down. Um, Desecration demon. Desecration demon. And the guy was just like, make a ton of tokens, just keep sacking, attack you. And he had no right to win those games. And Mike pulled it out. And literally, in the third game, it was a nail-freaking-biter. And I wish he was here to tell a story, but anyway, my lo- much longer final thought than I thought was going to go. It was a it was a really good time. I'm glad I went with Mike. That sounds awesome. It was awesome. Dirk. Um. Yeah. All right. So my final thought. So my son, my oldest son Trevor, he will send him to bed. He'll put on the pull up, and he'll go to bed, and then. Chelsea, whenever she goes to bed, she usually goes to bed before me. She'll go in and you know check on him and everything. And usually, and not all the time, 
But tonight was one of those times. She goes in and she smells, and she can smell that he's pooed his diaper. So she'll go and lay with him and say, did you poo your diaper? And he'll go, yes. <laughs> and, say, and she'll say, do you need to go downstairs and change your diaper and have your diaper changed? And he'll go, yes. And so he'll run down the stairs. He'll go and grab a pull-up. So apparently he got out of bed, jumped out of bed, ran and picked up a pull-up from underneath our bed and ran down the stairs and then was like, dah. <laughs> it came and found me, and that's when I had to do my second uh, be right back. And so I had to change his poopy diaper. And as soon as I changed his poopy diaper and got his pants back on him, he gives me a hug and a kiss, and then he just bolts back upstairs to go to bed. A little punk. Oh, it is the cutest. Even though I have to, you know, clean a, a, a poopy butt, it's still the cutest thing in the entire world, period. <laughs> Certainly sounds like it. He's so. Happy I mean, I don't care about. I mean, to make daddy change his butt. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't been pooped and peed on and thrown up on, then you're not a very active dad. So, and I get to change a lot of poopy diapers. But it still is the cutest thing. He goes, yes. <laughs> he comes and finds me. <laughs> so that's my final thought. Word. How about you, there, Mister Nuva? Oh, let's see. Been listening to Welcome to Night Vale, like Chewie said. Um, everyone should listen to that. It's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited to have people back at school now because I can play games and annoy people. My roommate is waving at me. He's a jerk. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Um, let's see. What else? I finally get to play Duels of the Planeswalkers, which I'm really excited about. Sweet. Uh, yeah, it's just a good time. I still so, have not booted up the, the new duels, not once. It's okay. Oh, well. It's a game. We'll just keep talking about it. You can just... And you can suffer. Yeah, so Xbox Live now is doing uh, games for gold or games with gold or something like that to where uh, for the first half of the month, there is a game that you can download for free. And then for the second half of the month, there's another game that you can download for free. And so they're copying, uh, what's it called? Whatever PlayStation, but these you get to keep permanent, like they're yours. Whatever, I think the PlayStation ones are a bit ephemeral, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. But uh, for September, for the first half of September, it's Duels 2013. So if you don't want to spend the ten bucks, or and you just never got around to playing the original or the last year's edition of Duels, then if you've got Xbox Live Gold, hey, it's free. Go get it. (laughs) Why the hell not? Yeah. Why the hell not, indeed. Indeed. So were you done? I'm sorry, I was just tacking that on to the end. Nope, I'm good. Okay. So yeah, like Ben said, listen to Welcome to Night Vale. Just Google Welcome to Night Vale, V-A-L-E. It's, uh, it's very, it's, it's Lovecraftian and humorous at the same time. It's brilliant. The premise is, uh, a small desert town of Night Vale, and it's community radio, so this guy, the voice of Night Vale, is just reading community news and, uh, editorials and things like that, you know, discussing things that would happen in the community, like you do on community radio. And uh, it's a very bizarre place. Yes, quite. And it's it's really well done and really funny. Like, the, at the, the close to the beginning of the first episode, he was talking about uh, the new dog park in town. Oh, man, I exploited that to scare the crap out of the freshmen. See, now, damn it, that's funny. But he is something like, this is a reminder to all of the residents that, what did he say? People, our dogs are not allowed in the dog park. But he built People up to the dogs, didn't he? People are not allowed. 
No, it was dogs was first, then people. Oh. Uh, so he's like, dogs are not allowed in the dog park. People are not allowed in the dog park. And something, what did he say? Please do not make direct eye contact with the hooded figures that are in the dog park. And as soon as he said that's like, this is going to be the greatest podcast ever. Yes. (laughs) And I've made it through, I think, seven or eight episodes. They're short, They're and they're great. And be sure you listen. Like, at the end, there's some promotional stuff. You know, this is put out by whoever, whoever, in the voice of whatever, and produced by whatever. But there's more funny at the end of that. So just just keep listening. They have a weekly proverb. Yeah, and they're all really funny. So... That's that's what I'm saying now. Go listen to Welcome to Night Vale because of uh, my favorite lesbians and then Evan Pringle, a listener, and then Ben. Those those four people. I was like, yep, okay, I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, also, I like pork. I've been listening to the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog soundtrack. And when I say <laughs> listening to, I mean singing along with as I drive. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> So if anyone hasn't seen Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, shame on you. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. and It is amazing. See? Brian, this means you, because I know you haven't seen it. Okay. See? And, yeah, it's like 40 minutes long total, so, you know, it's not a big commitment, and it's it's brilliant. And I think that's all I'm going to go for for now. I started playing Skyrim again, finally. Scott talked me into putting taking Injustice out and putting Skyrim back in, and I'm like, scrim. So that's bad. (laughs) And I'm done now. So the plan now, let me get a little personal. The plan now, uh, oh, oh, oh my god, listeners, uh, we had some more emails from people that were, uh, good and awesome, and I'm very sorry we didn't read them, but we've already gone way over. So let me save those for later. Uh, Bud, who we met at the Escapist Expo last year, did send us some money. So thank you. Next time we, uh, Next time we get together, I guess I'll buy lunch or something, if that ever happens again. Maybe. Maybe not. I'll just pocket it. That sound, No, that sounds good to me. Pay for the hosting. Whatever. Something. <laughs> something. Give but, it to me. Uh, give it to Ben. Whatever. This is a paid appearance, right? Yes. <laughs> well, kicking him off the call. I get my appearance fee now. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for that. We'll get into that later. Sorry, I sort of didn't have the time to do that this week. Sorry. But um, there's something else, damn it. What was it? Oh, so the plan, the life plan now, is to find, well, female companionship, because it's been far too long. And then is to get out of crappy day job that makes me hate everyone and everything, and then something else that I'm not currently at liberty to discuss, because uh, nothing's been finalized yet. So, yeah, well, it's a plan. I don't think it'll work, but I'm going to give it a shot. So, yeah, this will be, yeah, I'm trying to... Since the new school year started, I'm just gonna treat it as a new year. I'm trying. I'm gonna start turning stuff around because this sucks, and this has got to stop sucking. So that's damn right. Right. So enough of that. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So thank you, Ben, for joining us. No problem. Always a pleasure. It was. It was a lot of fun. Once you stopped, you know, blinking. Uh, I hope <laughs> I never stopped blinking. Damn it, man! Now you're gonna kick you off the call again. Uh, oh. I really hope Mike and Thomas had fun at the Iron Maiden concert because that's awesome. And I hope that Dirk and Brian are still awake. So, this has been another fabulous episode of the Man. <laughs> that was a good whistle there on that. That was nice. Oh, damn it. I forgot the other thing. You guys remember Jonathan Harvell? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to him last night while recording Monday Night Magic, and his daughter, Liliana, is yep. now a terrible two, and he said she's a 1-3 with pay zero, 
gain control of target adult. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! That's about right. So everyone's kid is just getting abilities, except for Sam. Apparently Sam is just, she's like a Vanguard card. <laughs> I, just give her time. Give her time. I have a funny feeling she's going to be a commander or something, so. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But anyway, so thank you for that, Jonathan. Uh, hope Lily's doing okay. And that's enough. So thank you all very much for listening. And uh, go play some magic.